the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Big Rays, the Alaskan outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Rays has the gear you need tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. Check out their new exclusive line of Aurolic waders. Big Rays for all your outdoor gear and rugged work attire. BigRays.com. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. The TreehouseAK.com located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include weekly lawn care, custom landscaping, fertilizing, weed control, turf repair, and more. Schedule your free estimate at lawnproak.com. Alaska's OG Cider Company, Double Shovel, crafting gluten-free colonial-style ciders, founded as a healthier non-inflammatory brew option. Drop by their pop and tap room in Anchorage off of 58th and Arctic or visit the second location in Kodiak. Double Shovel, award-winning ciders. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Alaska Mining and Diving Supply, located in Anchorage, is our go-to for powder sleds and utility rigs. Whether you're in the mountains with the flat bill bros, running trap lines, or hauling freight, they have the selection to get you dialed from peaks to the valleys. Find them on Commercial Drive or akmining.com. <laughs> Had to throw that in there. <laughs> the Flatbill Bros. With the Flatbill Bros. You know who they are. We got one in here today.
<laughs> nice. It's like it. a slightly curved flat bill. Slightly yeah, curved. it was supposed to be flat bill, but I got a bad. Got to give it just like a little. I typically will just take them and just give them like a little. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of necessity with a with a head this size. You got to have a little bit of a bend in it. That's exactly why I don't wear flat bills. Yeah, I got this dome. It just doesn't look right. You got to get big at all, bills. huh? You just got to get a big ass flat bill. <laughs> nah, dog. No, not doing see, it. You're I, I could not to say see you. Crazy. I couldn't see you wearing a flat bill though, for real. No, I tried. I could. Your head's too big. I try. I try to rock my AWP one, man. It just. I bet the, uh, the you can't even buckle it. Like it's just like man, fuck you. Man. Yeah, yeah. most of mine are on the last you. buckle. It's an I go on the last yeah. buckle, and as soon as you look look up, yeah, they pop off. Pops. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I know which one for you. I seen last year at the I did a rod. <laughs> this dude had the um the uh <laughs> he had the beaver, but the like the skin of the beaver was the hat that went like this, and the tail was the flat bill. <laughs> Just like, suck way up. Oh, dude, it's like this long, dude. It was so fun. The hat's like this tall. Just, it's just hilarious. Oh, is, is this so the same awesome. guy that had oh the God. full muskox? For, oh, my remember be. that guy? Yeah, oh, yeah, he yeah. He used yeah, to yeah. just walk around like everything muskox. Yeah. It looks so miserably hot. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk and about itchy? this? <laughs> and talking itchy. About yeah, so we're talking about punt. Let's look at this picture right here you got going on right. Oh, no, no. The other one, dude. The other one where you have it all the way. Hold on. Let me pull it up real quick. It's down. There. It's definitely down there somewhere. You're like in the woods. I was going to recommend you for the Freaky Deaky Pod Boys. Talking about. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. about uh, the Yeti and the. Your page is pretty dope. Thank you. It really is. Yeah. Except that right there. I don't know what's going on yeah, right that there. Was, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was the first. Are you that Keith? Are you single? Because that would kind of indicate. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a work in progress. Well, not that, but this is the same muskox, right? Yeah, that's the same photo, just without the photoshopping of the polar bears and the glacier and the northern lights. And the okay. baby polar bear? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought those were real polar bears, man. You, you know, no, you had another one where you're no. like standing in the woods. Yeah, it should be coming up here quickly. Do you run your own social media? I do, yeah. Oh, good job. Damn, no, yeah, this dude. one here. <laughs> Look at my guy, dude. With the wolf, dude. Oh, I didn't even notice shit, that before. Bro, with the yeah. wolf. <laughs> so this all this all a white wolf, too. <laughs> it all started when I first went down and raced my first uh first professional level of nascar i showed up and the team was like hey you need to have a hero card and i was like i don't even know what that is and so they're like oh go to your room and just photoshop something hilarious and so i had a picture of me standing next to my race car here in alaska holding a trophy and i photoshopped everything out put a salmon in my hand and then me standing in the in the river next to a grizzly bear and it was like poorly photoshopped like just you know didn't know what i was doing trying to put it together yeah so many people were like how did you get that grizzly bear to just stand there while you're holding that fish and i'm just like how how are you that gullible and so it it kind of just evolved to now all of my promotional hero cards like just have this this alaskan feel to it even though this one has kind of a game of thrones feel to it but oh yeah it does what, what did you call the the image what was it called again or the card hero card hero, hero card and I, I brought one too okay. oh yeah yeah you brought it over there i gotta put it over there yeah gonna put it up but that <laughs> one's not like go get that real quick i think that's like a normal one no that's the that's the polar bear one that's on on there but every driver 
does them where it's like their race car and then they're standing there in their fire suit and they're so generic and yeah. every one just of look them looks the, the same all the time and mine just look <laughs> just over the top like you know like, they're hilarious. Like, they stand out and then people are like oh man and then you tell them you're from alaska and then they just lose their minds they're like oh it all makes sense now <laughs> Oh my god, dude, that's hilarious! Uh, welcome Squeaky. to Alaska Wall Project, episode one hundred and forty-seven. Uh, no, this is one forty-three. Forty-three? Oh man! Oh, man. I hope. Okay, hold on, man. Let me let me get that I'm, right. I'm looking at notes. I might have missed one. That's an uh, old age, man. It's kicking in. Oh yeah, one forty-three. Where did I put okay. seven there? Uh, anyway, we got Keith McGee from uh, NASCAR. I guess K- we could just KM say KM Racing. Yeah. What? KM Racing. Yeah, that's yeah. We go with that. We'll go with that. That's just what I claim my taxes under. Okay, <laughs> I feel you, man. And I got more, a whole bunch of code names too. And Morecore is <laughs> is a sponsor. Morecore is my sponsor. Yep. Morecore, and they're drilling. Yes, they do ex- exploratory drilling. Okay. Um, they're based out of Canada, but they do a lot of work here in Alaska. Okay. Um, and it's so when I came back to Alaska this this summer to you know be closer to my kids and just do all my racing out of Alaska, I was like, I need to have. A job because I'm not good at just sitting around, and so I uh, I went to work as a safety consultant, right? Because racing cars fast and being safety is hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got the opportunity to go out to Greens Creek Mine in Juneau and be a safety consultant for Morcor. And one thing led to another. Hey, it's all she wrote. Landed, landed a sponsorship. <laughs> you guys, you guys, yeah. you guys brand would look really great so, on yeah. the side I'm of. Maybe turn that mic a little bit towards yeah. you. This part will turn right here. Like that. There you yeah. go. Oh, yeah, there is, that, is that better? Oh, yeah, there oh snap. There, there it is. Go. There it is. So, so yeah, cool. it just, uh, it was, it was a wild summer and, you know, <laughs> turned into hopefully a wild year. What do you think about the snow? Is this I, your fault? I love the snow. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> I, I flew back on Saturday night, Sunday morning from Phoenix race and there was no snow. <laughs> and then now it's, now it's yo, everywhere. Yeah, it was, yep. Yep. We were just enjoying Halloween in the driveway. I had a bonfire and candy. My neighbors came over, drank beer till like 10 o'clock at night. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And too bad it's a Tuesday night. Yeah. And that was it. And now and it's fucking it snow, 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 snow apocalypse fucking round two. God, dude. I went to go. <laughs> see the grass go May now. <laughs> Holy shit, man. It's, I've been it's, putting in work on this snow. Like It's heavy snow, too. That's the oh, thing, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. It's, we're supposed to get another foot, and I'm already. Tonight. What? Tonight, yeah. another yeah. foot. So you it's better get, after this, go finish off. And or then you're going to have five feet to do. I'm sitting there, like, wondering where I'm going to put the snow at the house because I'm already out of space. What and you need to do is start a big bonfire and just start shoveling it towards it. Just melt a big <laughs> ring. Something like meat party at my house. Yeah. Bet. yeah. Did you say a meat <laughs> party? Yeah. yeah. We host not, a, not, not like that, bro. Not like, like no, that. Nah. Really yeah. nah, this ain't that. that. We could pull that Play, picture. We could pull that picture back up. This guy, this guy here, would be invited. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to look at it. So, oh, what about I, the one right there? No, nah, man, good. this I, one I here. I had that we mullet. The there it is. This guy. <laughs> right here. This guy. I wanted to bleach it so I could be <laughs> Joe Exotic for Halloween. So I had to get a pre-jump on it because it was all washed out and, and you know had the roots showing. And so he's got the bison in the background. I had to. I had to grow it out. So. Yo, that's yeah. that OnlyFans profile. Yeah, yeah. boy. Fallback, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Can't race forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that that image that image is here forever. So. <laughs> that one just says, 
hey, what's, <laughs> what's worse is the ones I the ones I removed. <laughs> that was the oh, that was, that was like, keeper. That's, that's a keeper. The ones that removed, even even worse. I feel like that's that nineties era worse. glamour shots photo right there. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. So that was all these badass photos, and then that one. Whoa! whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, What's up, okay. Keith? That was <laughs> big. Kind of make me feel a certain way when I look at that picture. <laughs> I had to throw. That. So if you notice too, I also bake wedding cakes in my free time. Oh yeah, I so wanted to talk are, about that. Yeah, you got there. some. Oh, dude. So. Yeah, I mean, you don't just bake. Look at this cake. This is a cake right here, right? Oh, there was. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I know we were, we were sitting in here earlier, and I'm like, yeah. I have expected you to come in with a cake. Be honest. <laughs> I just baked one yesterday for my daughter. I'm like, yeah, he bakes these fucking cakes too. They're like, yeah, let me pull up. What do you mean he's a fucking one. baker? You ever get go down the rabbit hole of like the, um, I don't know if it's on YouTube or whatever. Of like, is it a cake or not? Oh yeah, I've watched that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can always tell. I'm like, that's a cake. It's a terribly made cake as well. <laughs> oh, this one's nice. That's not as elaborate as some of the other ones, but yeah, there's some there's some really good ones on there. There's ones that on there you wouldn't even know are cakes, and they're cakes. What's up with those? Are, are those real leaves? Oh, like this back? one. No. Like look, this one. This is a no, cake. No, they're not real. Right? Oh, awesome. yeah, that's a, that's a cake. Yeah. So oh, Dude, for people fun. listening, it's a, it looks like a pumpkin with a knife going through it and blood coming out of it. But it looks like a legit pumpkin. Can you eat the knife? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the knife is? <laughs> the knife is oh, edible. shit. I didn't make the knife. I bought the knife at Michael's. Have you? Um, it's an edible knife? Yeah. That's th fine. Don't they have the, a show show? That's that? That's like. Yeah, and it's is that briefcase so a cake? Have they you tried to, for that. Hold no, on, so hold on, go back to yeah, the briefcase case is a cake as well. Oh, oh, I thought that was a real briefcase. Wow, you can Damn. tell. Yeah. yeah, look at you go, man. So. You do all that the frosting like buckles yeah. and all that. Yeah, this explains that photo. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> photos. That That's when he's in bacon <laughs> mode. <laughs> <laughs> he just flips that blonde streak. Like, and just gets to work. It's cake time. <laughs> So in, in 2018, NASCAR and Discovery Channel came to Alaska to do a TV show on us. It, it never made it to air. Oh. But the producer from Discovery was like, hey, I hear you bake cakes. And I just thought the dude was into cakes. And so I sent him a bunch of pictures. And then the following week, another producer from L.A. called. And he's like, hey, we're trying to do this cake show. You want to be on it? And I was like, okay. But that never panned out. So, mm. I, I mean, like don't give up on qualify, it, man. man. Yeah. Man, yeah, definitely. You're what really was the show that Lizzie was on? Wasn't that a master chef? Oh, okay, that's like chef, yeah. chef, chef stuff. Yeah. Do you know her though? Cause she's a baker too. Um, <laughs> they got their I'm own. So they got their names. own. Uh, if group. I know you, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but how many it's a, it's professional a race, car, probably, yeah. race car drivers bake not, elaborate cakes? Not many. Everybody. Every time people find out about, it, they're like, "There's no way you really bake these." And I'm like, "Yeah." I bet a lot of those dudes that's are into so like cool. smoking meats though. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> they got a mean, a mean roast. They got that Traeger just ripping or oh, what? Oh, you know it. This one's a pretty elaborate. Can what is this cake too on the side? No, that's just grass. Okay. <laughs> Dang. I think that was the first attempt at a pumpkin. That's why the the stem of the pumpkin looks way off. Oh, it doesn't look too bad. It looks horrible. I mean, could be something else. But yeah, that's that's Shopkins, that Shopkins one there in the middle. But you could do fancy shit like wedding shit. Like, look at this. Yeah, this so is that, like a wedding. That cake weighs fifty two pounds. Whoa! Oh, it is a wedding cake for Tia yeah. and Andy. Yep. Damn, oh, that is like a nice one. This like the way you make those like folds, and then this looks like a 
expensive couch style. Like leather? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the look that's, we're, that's 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 that, we're going for. That's that Maybach. That Mercedes Maybach oh, seat right shit. there. Damn, that's legit, dude. How long does it take you to make one of those? Uh, that one took me about three days. Three days? Wow. Jesus Christ. Walk us through the process. Well, you you bake the cake one day, and then you frost it, and then decorate it, and stick it all together, and finish it. So You know... We could do what, that. And it, it, look it, like takes, that. <laughs> it takes it takes roughly like twelve hours of actual. Work what is your schedule in October? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I'm is pretty it, booked up. Is it? I got a sweet sixteen daughter's birthday coming up, and I'm just thinking. Yeah, but see, you, you see that, and you're like, yeah, that's what I want. But then you find out like how much the materials cost just yeah. to make oh. it. It's like this hunt. Uh, we're and you're talking like, about. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. hard pass on that. That was a good idea, but yeah. Oh it's, God. Okay, it's I see. Like. To make that cake there, I think it was probably like three hundred dollars in just materials. I still have to buy our truck too, so maybe yeah. I'll maybe, Look at like these compromise for the truck for the elaborate cake. Yeah, so, so let me ask you this. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that was a cake I made for a girl I was trying to date. Oh. <laughs> it worked yeah, out. I, I got en- I got engaged to her, but then we split up. Oh, oh. man. So, so that's are- that's a superhero cake. You got Thor and Iron Man. Oh, uh, oh Captain yeah. America. Oh nice. And, uh, the Hulk? Or is yeah, that, that what we got in the Hulk. Yeah. I knew I was forgetting one. Was this the girl, Fresh Princess? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, the girl. The girl is. I won't say her name. We're still friends, okay, but I won't say her name. <laughs> Most people know her. Go to that one next to it, though. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty. Yeah, cool. that's dope. Who, yeah, who this, was, this was my daughter's third birthday. She asked for a butterfly cake, so I, uh, I made that, and then... Behind, when we set it on the, the table on the window, the butterflies transferred up onto the window, too. So it kind of went off the table on the, <sighs> on the window. Damn, man. So, man who's, detail. Uh, who's buying these? Uh, I don't sell them. These are all baked for my kids. Oh, yeah, so you don't bake them for... No. So you bake them for like friends and stuff. Yeah, friends and family. I've never sold a cake. Oh, gotcha, so, gotcha. Okay. Like the, the wedding cake was for my friends. I couldn't make it to their actual wedding. It was in Hawaii. And so they were having a reception here, and I was like, "Let me, let me make you guys your cake." And they're yeah. like, okay. And so, yeah, that's yeah, so I bro. I think you're haven't sold a cake. Out. No, yeah. but see, people hit me up all the time to bake cakes, and then I'm like, I don't know if you know like how much it's going to cost just in material. Yeah, yeah. And like they won't even want to pay the material cost, and I'm like, then yeah. I'm going to spend twelve hours. So you know, if you want to slide me a couple hundred extra bucks, make it worth my time. But yeah. But I think uh, in the wedding world, I think you got a fallback business here. Yeah, I'm trying, just trying to do fallbacks. The big one is. The one, the picture I just recently posted was the homemade s'mores. Yeah, those I saw those. Are, those are hit. I almost brought you guys in. So I, I saw sorry those. Sorry to tease right. and not bring any in, but it's okay. It's the very, it should be the it's very the first, first picture. picture. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust so, me, I was oh, looking at it. I, I came across my feed. Yeah, so I was and just I was like, this last year before the season, I was sitting around and I was like, damn, I want to I wanna bake something. I was like, <laughs> nobody's really baking marshmallows from scratch. Let me figure this out. And so. Figured out how to make Damn marshmallows it. from scratch. Keith, you you have a really incredible talent, bro. Yeah, I know. But here I am. <laughs> I, I, I mean, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm, I'm just saying, like you got you got something legit to offer this industry when you're ready to actually do it seriously. Yeah, I don't think I ever will be. Okay. Okay. Dubai, uh, I, I agree on a real note, though. I mean, I'm looking at this is incredible shit. There's nobody. Hey, man. I don't know. I'm not in the baking industry world, you know. I like to. I mean, people pay a lot of money for cakes. Yeah, like nobody's I mean, making. Like, you eat a lot of meat off the bone, which is weird. But, yeah, you know. You know. 
whatever industry you're into. Catch me at the the boneless meat parties, but <laughs> uh, nobody here. I, I don't think anybody's making this type of cakes like that. There's yeah. probably some. There's probably a couple. Yeah, there's there's definitely cake bakers up here in Alaska that are doing it. There's cake bakers that are professionally here, yes, but I haven't seen any cake bakers that are making those themed cakes. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure like there you're is. doing for kids and stuff like that. But Wedding just, cakes, yeah, they're is, everywhere. Is it really appropriate to call them a cake baker, or would you be a pastry chef? Or what oh, would yeah, you good. actually be? What would you prefer? I, I just say uh, bake wedding <laughs> cakes. That chicks like that more, I think. Okay. Oh, yep. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. It's, yeah. it's simple. They know what a wedding cake is. And they're like, no way. And then you show them, and they're like, oh, my God, you make these? Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Can I get a ring? Yeah. yeah. On the side, That's, you know, I kind of feel like. But in know, all honesty, when you know, I when, I when I started making these, and I was like, this is going to work so well on the women. No. Grandma's though. Uh, yeah, their parents. Their parents are all about it, and that's like this guy's amazing. Can he bake this cake for us? I'm like, oh, would you go on a show though, like one of those shows that where they? Because a lot of times they want to have someone that's like already has some notoriety or like famous from something else to go on these like baking shows. Would you do something like that if they're like the cooking channels? Like, hey I, Keith, I would, but I'm always worried. Like, what if I go in there and just make a total ass of myself? Yeah. So, but what if you go on there and yeah, kill it, though? Probably yeah. Would. Yeah, I could. But then people would be like, that's that cake baker that drives race cars instead of that race car driver that bakes cakes. Oh. You know? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get so, the reversal then, on that. Then they, they creep your page, and then that OnlyFans photo pops up. Yeah. Like, what oh, yeah. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to sign up. <laughs> I, I'll, have to, I'll have to ask the... The, the woman I'm currently dating, if she's seen that photo. So whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> scroll down there. She might have. <laughs> I don't think she has. How long have you been dating? Yeah. Uh, just a few weeks. Oh, okay. Uh, hold off. Hold we off. won't ask any yeah. questions. <laughs> she's yep. pretty She's pretty in-depth. She's keep showing she's the found, race car She's found stuff on me online that I didn't even know was online. Uh, oh, so like, she saw that picture. Oh, it's like, it's I'm just going to gloss over this. <laughs> she's, she just put that out in the questionable. She's like, I'm going to save this one, feel it out. Keep yep. it for later. Just got to circle back, you know. He up. does me dirty. I'm bringing this photo yeah. up. Yep. I should probably get rid of that photo. I, I thought it was a good photo, good composition. You can see my eye color, but yeah, <laughs> feetfinders.com, baby. You know, it shows it shows the softer side of me. Yeah, good, 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 good job, Keith, on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you see the one with the American flag though? Spray tan on my chest. Oh, let's go back to that. Yeah, it's. I think it's on there. Yeah, but I think it's. It might not be. It might have been on my Tinder profile, and that's definitely not coming up. <laughs> It'd be way down. No, it's way because it's been years. I think. You dress yeah, up good, was, man. You yeah, dress it's up been good. years since you. you what what did happens that. when you're single and then? Oh, I like that picture right there in the middle. That's pretty sick right there. Like a um, yeah, when you are a single person and you have a Tinder profile, now you're officially dating. Does the Tinder profile drop? Yeah, it, it was deleted. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know if like it just keeps floating around out there. Is that acceptable? No, I hope it does not. Okay. <laughs> <I'll> just <laughs> that it's, past, it's past that. Please one. stop um, that. Just I don't think it's on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a spray yeah, painted. Must not have. I can, no, I, I think it's. It it's been like. Uh, it's, no, it's. It was after that. It was around the time I took that. Uh, it's been some years. GQ picture on the muskox, because my hair mm. was. So, you know, I try to go all out for like holidays and stuff. Fourth of July, I love Fourth of July, mm. and so. Uh, Real American. 
Let me let me see if I can find this. Make sure. Yeah, pull Catch them at the car lunch. You can if you're uh, for airdrop it. To yeah, me. the car lunch. This car is lunch. I I <laughs> I did this and went to the car lunch, and uh, people recognized me and force fed me alcoholic beverages, and I got way drunker than I was uh, anticipating. <laughs> I always doing. wanted to go to that. Oh, me too, mm, man. It's such a good Fourth of July. I, I hear it's really so come good. back after COVID, and it's really really good venue. Yeah, it I, is. Uh, uh, is it? Where is it? Sutton. Gets a lot of people. Glacier View. Glacier View. Okay. It's just yeah. so crowded. Is it crowded? Is it? Well, to the point where cats are parking on the highway to see it from and there. making that that walk all the way down. All the way down. Oh, you got to go all the way down that. Unless uh, you can like hustle someone to give you a ride on their their wheeler side by side. Some oh, cats are out there making money shuttling people back hey, and forth. I know a guy. I know a business. <laughs> Shuttle you up. Shuttle you up. Stay tuned. A party bus all the way out there from the valley would be. Yeah, take you all the way there and then right back to Big Lake. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just imagine how many times they'd be like, would you pull over? I got to pee. Yeah. Would you pull over? I got to pee. No, you got to get one of those. Uh, my girlfriend's about to puke. He's put a little hole in the back. buses, man, where they got the, the, the bathroom up beside yeah. it. There. <laughs> Let right. it drain out the bottom just and just say it's AC condensation. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fools get in trouble for that kind of shit? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like like guys lose their boats and shit type shit. Oh man, I can't believe I'm about to show you guys. Yeah, this don't do oh, it. Here we go. Are you gonna send it to me? Don't do it in the water, man. Oh yeah, bud. Oh, oh yeah. Hold on. You, can you can yeah. you uh, airdrop that this way so uh, we can let my, the world see? My airdrop is broken. Did you miss? Oh, did you miss leg? <laughs> did you miss leg day though, bro? Where's, I've got I've got. I've got huge legs. Send it to <laughs> send it to me on Instagram. Listen, he only needs that right, right. leg to hit that right. gas pedal. Yeah. Airdrop. Oh, uh, here we go. Dan, right I think it's gonna be another Dan. Right. Right. It's right Brandon's yeah. MacBook. There we go. Whoa. Oh, he's getting excited. Right. Over there. <laughs> got, him all, got him all flustered. He saw me that So I went and got a spray tan of the American flag on my stomach. And uh <laughs> the worst part about that was having to shave. Like, that's horrible. Oh, shave the chest. Yeah. That was, yeah. I could trim it here and there, but yeah, that's it about was. it. Let's see where to go. Where to go? It only gets sent so, once, so I, one and done. <laughs> Don't lose it. It's probably well, downloads. It's, it's like daily. It's like dated or something. It was Stop from July of twenty twenty. July of twenty twenty. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, you got it. There, oh, yeah. <laughs> we got it. Yeah, this I mean, there's a lot of layers to yeah, that. Like, there's it. an American flag shaved into my into my mullet. There's the American flag jorts that I made. You know, it's God. This is like screaming cover photo for YouTube right here. This photo has lived online pretty well. Like, there's there's women all over the United States that have had the pleasure <laughs> of seeing this photo <laughs> pop up on their Tinder, and uh, you know, it's not something I'm severely proud of. But well, that was legit your Tinder photo. I'd be a proud. Oh of yeah, it. like that one. Like that let the ladies know I like to party. Oh, I'm trying yeah. to send it to you, <laughs> Daniel. Uh, let me see. Is my airdrop on? Yeah, I don't know. I, your airdrop was not on. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Was yeah, so we are. Uh, damn, boy, if you guys had some Samsungs, we would have been done with this by now. Samsung. Hell yeah, my We're, hair growing back, listen, man. man this Even in my bald spots. We are in America. Shit. Yeah, okay. Samsung, baby. Apple. That's you can tell everything you need to know about a person if they have a Samsung. Exactly. Yeah, we're sophisticated and yeah, classy. I don't, I don't think that's. Oh, shit. I don't think that's anything. Oh, you Apple, all you iTunes people, and then we about to pull up this. Oh, we're putting it on the screen for yeah. the world oh, to see. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, we're going to show what, what Apple people are like. Samsung yeah, just... <laughs> clearly, just this person likes to party. <coughs> oh, yeah. See, that's a real American right there. Rock and drink, drinking the American beer. Oh, Taking the American like an Apple, Apple? An Apple phone. Just... Okay, I see this. this. <laughs> so, is this a, this is a suntan? The spray tan, yeah. I think my favorite part of that is the fanny pack. Yeah, the fanny pack's good, too. <laughs> I painted the stars on the fanny pack as well. And you so didn't put the stripes down here I did. The I bleached the, the shorts. I painted the pockets. And, you know, I went all out. What, is, what if the fanny pack was a cake? So, I used to have a, I used to have a clothing line back in the day um, here in Alaska. And so, you know, I kind of. And that was called? Seventh Star Clothing. Seventh Star? star? I don't think you'll find anything online about it. So. This is pre. This is MySpace days. Yeah, I think uh, I folded that company in 2012. Oh, okay. So, what was it called again? Seventh Star Clothing. Seventh. Okay. You, you know, there's a. Um, I don't want to jump all the way into the race stuff yet, but there's a um, debate. I wouldn't say debate, but like. People are like, oh, those dudes aren't athletes. But you guys are like, yeah, you got to be well, in shape, man. Yeah, it's, well, you know, somewhat, right? You got to just have good conditioning. It's conditioning. miserable in there. Yeah. So, like, most people, you know, we, we would all agree football players are professional athletes. They only have, like, 13 minutes of actual, like, physical exertion during a game. Mm -hmm. We're in a race car for three to four hours. It's 160 degrees inside that race car, no air conditioning, oh. and then in a fire suit. And then you're constantly working. So I'm high alert. Yeah, super high, oh, adrenaline yeah. super high. So I'll lose eighteen pounds in a race. Oh wow! Just oh yeah, water dude. weight. Yeah. So for people that say we're not athletes, it's yeah, That's it's bullshit. pretty miserable conditions. So I grew up in in the that. indie world. Uh, we used to travel around and go to all these indie car races, and that's where I learned, like, these aren't just regular dudes. I mean, I mean they're regular folks, but. The conditioning that they got to go through in order just to hold that damn steering wheel. Yeah, it's because it's not like your car where you can just one hand it. The faster you go, you know, it's easier. Like, yeah. nah, dude, those things You're gripping the whole oh, time. Oh yeah, so in a in a corner for most races, I endure more G forces. Yeah, than the, an astronaut the on launch. Really? So over and over and yeah. over again, and it, it takes eight hundred pounds of force to engage our brakes, and you know you're pressing that two to four times a lap. You know, and you go out there for 200 laps. It's a lot of wraps on your left leg. Now, now we were talking about before the show on how you um, can practice or you're not allowed to practice yeah. for the shows, but, like, keeping your endurance up and keeping your game tight, they do it all through simulators? Yeah, all sim work. Yeah. yeah but that not, doesn't – but that's not applying the same, like, pressure no, and all that you're, stuff. You're in shorts and your air conditioned house and you know, you can get up and go to the bathroom and do all that fun stuff. And yeah. you're not <laughs> tied to the tied to it for hours. But once I get, once I get to the race cards, finish the race or get out when I wreck. And, yeah. So. so how do you, how do you stay like in shape for that? Is there like certain regiment you do? Um, no, not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most people do, but you know, most people I race with are, 18 to 25 year old kids and here i'm 42 oh, years old and oh they don't need to do the workout yeah so you know there's stuff i do in the off season that that helps me out through the year but like most of it's just shoulder neck work that you know you, and mentally you got to stay on top of it mentally because it is a huge mental tax just to sit in a race car when you get in there and it's 160 degrees <sighs> and you're in your fire gear and no air conditioning i mean it's not a pleasant place to be yeah 
No way. You hydrate like crazy though. Um, only only under caution. So I, I have a water bottle in there, but you know you're so hyper focused on what's going on around you, like not you're not thinking about anything that's going on with your body, cramping up or anything like that. Um, yeah, we don't really. You don't really cramp up. Um, at the end of the race, you go through these like really severe swings. Um, you know, physically, mm-hmm. the adrenaline dump, and then the migraines come, and trying to reintegrate and get hydrated. If you drink cold water when you get out of the race car, you can go into shock and die. So. We try to drink warm water when we get out and oh. just slowly build it back. And But what's really cool is when you get out and you go have a beer, have a beer, and I'm wasted. So, oh, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah. oh, I, remember, I remember when um, um, Kyle, uh, I was want to say within the last, uh, I want to say five years, it might have been longer, he runs that M&M car. Yeah, Kyle Bush. He Bush, used to do it. when he won like his first chip and he was doing his post-race interview and he was just slurring shmammed and he only had like a beer yeah that explains it yeah you're so dehydrated it just your body Instant. absorbs it so quick you yeah. just like you'll sit there and Instantly i'll take a couple of drinks and i'll be like hey you guys i'm i'm pretty drunk i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> like damn keith car. just had half of a white claw yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 pretty wild like you it just hits you so quick but then it goes away pretty quick too right it doesn't like last for a long time just because mm-hmm. your body's yeah. trying to get all back together but yeah it's a uh, pretty cheap so you're, kind, you're kind of a, you're kind of a mess for a little while afterwards yeah so typically I, I try not to go out and party after a race i try to go back to the hotel take a shower and, and lay down because i know what's coming like the migraine is just insane just how dehydrated you are if it's really bad at the track i'll go get some iv and you know take mm. care of it there but for the most time you just go home and lay there and try to re-watch things and catch up on social media and answer questions and avoid the trolls and yeah, you know. so. it's kind of like you the other day, huh? When you had to go down and get the snacks with the snow machine. Yeah, them haters out there. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> yep. oh, what are we talking yep. about? So this guy. So when it snowed a bunch, I don't know if the truck was stuck or what, or that little Mercedes you got no, didn't the, make it. The Mercedes is parked for the year. Okay, but so in, the, in the garage. Not a toys are in a garage. That oh, car yeah. outside on the side. It's of the a real Alaskan. This is a real yeah. Alaskan. Yeah, yeah. I'll put the car uh, in the garage. Oh no, right. I forget that three stars, man. Hmm. Three points. Uh, the driveway was plowed, but there was so much snow that in the road I could only plow down to the end of the driveway because then you're in the cul-de-sac, right? Which I don't care. I'll dump it in the cul-de-sac. That's just an understanding that me and the neighbors got. I won't say the name of the plow company. No, yeah. I live in a cul-de-sac by myself. Oh, in okay. the winter time. There's four houses in my cul-de-sac, and then wintertime, I'm the only dude living there. Oh, they all, all snowbirds? Yeah, they all snowboard. Snowbird. I'm the youngest dude around there. No, they say it's really hard to hide money, but continue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Number <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stady stays outside. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I live with yeah. snowbirds. No, I, I just make poor <laughs> financial <laughs> decisions, man. Uh, <laughs> no, I can only plow to the bottom. And then the four-wheeler kept getting stuck and everything because I got 20. Oh, you got a little plow on the wheeler? I got 28 inches out there, yeah. And mm. so I was like, I'm not even going to attempt to take this truck out there. Because then if it gets stuck, I'm assed out. Yeah, heavy. Oh. And you know me. I live alone, man. I go out to eat every day. Bro, is hungry. I need <laughs> snacks, right? And I'm like, God, dude. Well, you don't get like a real pantry full of food because there ain't nobody living there. No. Just you. I got a lot of frozen stuff. Just mayor and the bears. Just me and the bears. And I ain't about to cook in the house. But I, I needed some snacks, man. And I had to get to 
get to the store, I said, shit, oh, guess we fired up the sled today. <laughs> and just the, drove it down the road? Pulled the sled out the garage, hooked up the, the, the ice fishing sled with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Heading on down to Fred Myers. <laughs> 15 miles down the road. We got we pulled it to the Walmart. People yeah. were taking pictures. Oh, that's hilarious. I parked it right in front, too. Yeah. Like <laughs> that loading zone that's not really a loading zone. I just right there, jumped off, went inside, got my shit. You're out. Came out, throw See, my groceries in the back of it and scoot it on back to the house. That's like that's like out of place for Eagle River, but that's totally valley right there. Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent the valley. Yeah. 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 Well that stretch of Eagle River from the Walmart into the valley is, is pretty country. Yeah, it's pretty uh once for the most part, yeah. Once you hit uh Prudhoe Bay mm-hmm. from there back, it's just deep. Just dead. Yeah, I went out and did a photo shoot on. I know, I, know, I saw you, man. I was good. I met the troll down the Eagle River. Say, don't don't be coming to the mayor's backyard. Man, it, it worked out perfect. The clouds like broke and the mountain came out. I know. I, was you, there, I did you it by myself. You welcome. So, I thought oh, I saw self? the picture. Photo yeah, shoot. I just set up a tripod and hit it on, put on record and walked down a little bit, walked back and was like, nailed it right there. Yeah. No as soon as I saw, yeah, I, I said, right there. I said. Damn, what an dude. awesome photo. That's my yeah. damn street right there. I said, this son of a bitch. That's dope, man. You do pretty good at that. More core. Is yeah, more you core, know, baby. You can, yeah, you're good at that. Mm-hmm. Did all the editing myself. So I taught myself graphic design years ago after my brain injury, and that's helped out. Hmm. Can we get into that? Is this, is graphic that? design? Uh, no, no, that's cool. I was more or less talking about the brain injury, unless there's maybe like a lead up. Do we oh, no, 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 no. We should, we should yeah, talk about like that. I, you mentioned the crash and your memory and, and I don't know much about this. So like elaborate. What? Yeah. So uh, when I was on active duty in the air force, 2005, I suffered a brain injury. Um, I was oh. home on leave. Okay. So it happened here stateside. Um, I was visiting my parents in Northern California and, Six individuals jumped me and suffered a pretty severe brain injury. Oh, took it was me a like a fight years. deal? Yeah, one of them hit me in the head with a baseball bat. Jesus. So it took me two years to kind of get back to what I classify as like functioning. You know, suffered seizures and a lot of a lot of relearning on things. And luckily, the military didn't didn't kick me out. They kept me around and I stayed in the Air Force till 2009. So Jesus, where was this at? Uh, it was Lake Tahoe, California. Oh, okay. It wasn't up here. No. Okay. I was visiting my parents. Oh, my God. So you're on break, <clears throat> and you're you're just out doing, like, run to the grocery store or Yeah, something? no, it was New Year's. And so okay. Lake Tahoe on New Year's is, gets pretty oh, it's cracking, they, yeah. They closed down the street. It's kind of like, you know, New York City. Mini you know, Vegas type. People city. everywhere. Yeah. Just yeah. partying, having a good time. And some individuals, you know, decided they wanted to have a brawl. And I was on the... Essentially, the losing end of that one. Jeez. So. Did they Active ever, like, uh, find out who did it, or was there just, like... No, they, they scattered. The cops never found them. Um, I didn't Jeez. go to the hospital right away. It took me a few days to go to the hospital because I'm kind of hard-headed. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah. Oh, so they sma- They So you got jumped, you got beat up, and then you got whacked on the head. Yep. With a baseball bat. You... Did you have, like, a skull injury or, or something? Uh, I, didn't have any, I didn't have any cracks or anything. Okay. So 
when I finally did go to the hospital, you know, severe concussion. But at that point, they were like, there's no bleeding. You'd be dead by now. But yeah. I had also broken my arm. So they were more worried about that. And then Dude, it was two days with a broken arm. Yeah. Like I said, I'm pretty hard headed. You were like, oh, I'm going to shake it off. It'll go away. I just, <laughs> I just compressed my spine at Phoenix and oh, okay. just the other day and, you know, didn't go to the hospital. And anyways, yeah. Um, <laughs> More on that later, <laughs> but yeah. uh, just I'm just hard headed when it comes to to medical stuff. You know, uh, like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. People people find out they're dying when they go to the hospital, and I just rather die. I feel you. So. I'm the same way, man. I feel you. Like they're like, do you have a, a uh, stubborn man thing? What's the word when you have like a regular doctor? Like who's your yeah, uh, primary, 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 primary? I was care. like, yeah. uh, I'm the same emergency room. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> on that note, on that note, I if anybody's got a suggestion, anybody's listening. I, I'm looking for a. Do- I want a doctor. I want a man doctor. I know, like you know, you turn forty, you got to start doing your checkups and shit. Yeah, oh. get some blood work done. I like. I need to like. You want three instead of two? Got it. I don't want none, <laughs> but I know I also understand what happens. Oh, well, I'm just saying. I I've been kind of the stubborn guy. I refuse to go anywhere near any physician, dentist, doctor. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. I don't want to go anywhere near a medical facility whatsoever. And I know at some point you got to get checked out. At least annually, right? Yeah. So yeah. It's well, kind of the same. I get hives like just randomly, like I've yeah. got one on my arm. Just, I don't it, know what's going on. And it might be different if I was single, um, but yeah. I have family and children, and, and my wife's always chirping at me about it. And I'm like, you know. So if anybody listening wants to chirp in and send a message, hey, I got a good referral yeah man you're not the only one i'm I sure half the one. guys listening right now are like yeah, oh, yeah I, mean, I haven't I, been a doctor since i was born i don't want to just go to a doc in the box i want i'd really like to find like a cat that's in his like mid to late 40s who's going to be working for another yeah. 15 20 years i can go see him once a year he's not going to retire on me next year and i'm going to go find him again so yeah i want to throw yeah. that out there okay good good call Keep for uh call for 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 uh for a butt check <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> <laughs> so essentially if that, you're if you're a doctor in you're in your sixties and you have big knuckles. <laughs> we got a guy oh, for you. <laughs> Actually I'm hoping for a guy who's got some very nice slender office hands. Oh. <laughs> I don't even feel it. <laughs> Those type of dudes have Photos. You unfortunately, know. I've already <laughs> blonde. Hair unfortunately, photos. I already had a. I already had like some severe back pain years ago, and I had a doc. He did was like doing the process of elimination, and was like, "We're gonna do this." And I'm like, "What?" Y'all now, had a. Uh, now I know though. You got quite a few back. Now surgeries. I know for sure. And ain't nobody I, ever done. That. All, I, all I know is I, I go one way now. I know for sure. Like, there's no questions asked. We cleared that out of the way years oh, ago. I'm good to go. Man, I love that was kind of odd, man. You said you went <laughs> yeah. in for what, and they did what? It was like a back back pain. Yeah, and, and I, he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna check this." And I'm like, "I'm gonna trust you on this, I guess." <laughs> we're working so, from the inside out. So leading up it to tiny, that, though, tiny you were hands. you were questioning. No, I was just saying. I, no, now I, you're like, yeah, it just wasn't, well, it was just one of those things where you're like, yeah, pleasurable. yeah, I'm fucking manly, fucking a. Then that happened, and was like, "Oh God, damn! That's very unpleasant, and would never want that to happen again." And realized, "Hey, fucking locked in, man." I, I did talk to someone. <laughs> now they could just do like a blood check just next time you go. 
Well, this is wild. <laughs> they don't got to do that anymore, I guess. Maybe I should have left, left on the moon in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows this. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, it's well, rough. I think I need another beer. They listen that. to us yeah. all the way in Columbia, so they about to hear that, too. Kim <laughs> <laughs> Chattanooga. Kim Chattanooga. Yep. Kim Chattanooga. Kim the cartel's <laughs> about to come knock. Hey, we got a hey. job for you. Hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Heard your back hurts. Yeah. I've got it. How many balloons can we squeeze in that motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good cartel story involving the FBI. Oh, you do? <laughs> oh, okay. Let's, let's do, do let's, a break let's, and get back to Okay, now. let's do a quick break, and, and then we'll come back to that cartel story. <laughs> Barney's Sports Chalet, supplying hunters and outdoor enthusiasts with the highest quality gear and equipment since they opened their doors in 1963. Barney's carries exclusive brands such as Alpaca Rafts, Sitka Sims, XO Mountain Gear, Hilleberg, and much more. Barney's prides themselves with keeping a huge stock on hand of various top-of-the-line tents, footwear, sleeping bags, optics, cross-country skis, just to name a few. Barney's is also the exclusive retailer of Montana Knives, Seek Outside, Kafaru, Stone Glacier, and their in-house brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska. Barney's has a superior selection of top-rated boots, sleeping bags, dry bags, mountaineering gear, electronics, and accessories. Need freeze-dried food or mountain snacks? They got that too. Barney's now has an amazing new paperback catalog available for in-store pickup or online order. Visit them today at barneysports.com, or even better, stop by the store in Anchorage at 906 West Northern Lights. If you want the best, there's only one name in the game, Barney's Sports Chalet. Alaska Mining and Diving Supply, located in Anchorage for 47 years, has expanded three stores. The main store, the largest Skidoo sled dealer in North America, also has Can-Am, Sea-Doo, Climb, Suzuki Outboards, Honda Outboards, Generators, and Snowboards, Kingfisher Boats, and so much more. Alaska Motorsports and Equipment just next door, which was previously Anchorage Suzuki Arctic Cat. For all your Arctic Cat, Suzuki ATV, Husqvarna, Generac, Mahindra Tractor, and now Argo Pro and Sasquatch needs. And to round it out, also next door, the brand new Alaska Mining Superstore. For the largest selection of recreational and light commercial mining equipment anywhere, period. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaska public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national level policy work to engagement with boots on the ground projects from Kotzebue to Ketchikan. BHA performs public land cleanups, hunting and fishing clinics, and community education to help take your game to the next level. BHA's community-minded goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping wild lands wild and fostering the next generation of sportsmen and women years to come make sure to follow bha alaska for upcoming events local brewery pint nights and more stand up for alaska public lands and waters by supporting the alaska chapter of backcountry hunters and anglers join us today at backcountryhunters.org the treehouse ak your one-stop dispensary located at 341 boniface parkway when you pull up to the treehouse you'll notice the beautifully hand-drawn art by alaska's own ted kim once you get inside, you're gonna see many of the same people that have been there since they opened. The bud tenders know you and what you like and what new product you should be checking out. The store is super clean and the music's always on point. The Treehouse and local owner Josh Boots is a staple in the cannabis culture through his music, community givebacks, and a lifetime desire to bring the people of Alaska the best products available. 
The treehouse always has at least 25 strains available and they're all shown prominently deli style in clear, openable jars so you can see and smell your options. Other products include edibles, concentrates, vape carts, pre-rolls, flour, dab rigs, and anything else you need, they got it. They also have some pretty sick merchandise for sale. Check out thetreehouseak.com or better yet, stop by the treehouse today and get started on their loyalty program. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Underfunded truck series driver Keith McGee wakes up to more than $181 million in crypto wallet searching for rightful owner. I'm rich, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you could have just like retired and be done with all of it. Oh, like that's generational wealth right there. Like you know, my kids could retire. Yeah. So so tell us what you were just in there, you woke up checking your account and then Yeah, so it was the end of the end of twenty twenty one season. Um I was trying to find funding to go race Phoenix because Phoenix always falls around Veterans Day being a veteran is just a special mm-hmm. race for me. Mm-hmm. And I think the day before I made a post thanking all my fans and sponsors and, and family and friends and uh, announcing that I didn't find the funding to race Phoenix. You know, we'll focus on 2022. The next morning I woke up with $181 million in my crypto account. You know, it's one of those things where you wake I up found and funding. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I am funded yeah, for the next race for 100 Veterans Day races. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, in my mind, I'm buying everything, helicopters, private islands. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, just you made it right and then uh i was like damn it's equally as excited as i am there's somebody out there that's pretty pissed off right now yeah so i i went on twitter and made a post looking for the rifle owner and yeah Did you, so you knew right away it was like someone fucked up oh you yeah, had to been yeah i mean there was like so many things get speculated there's a guy that made billions in crypto and people were like oh this guy can't ever spend that so maybe he is gifting it to you right but mm. like there's so many channels that you have to go down to like find out what's going on. But at the time you have all this money and it's essentially on your phone. Yeah. So anybody who just came up and killed me and taken it. Wow. So then what, what was the process after that? Did you, did you actually buy something? I jumped on a plane and went to Las Vegas. Like any man would do. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mostly. Was, I was going first to, things first. Hell yeah. I'm out of here. One way ticket. <laughs> I was going, we're going to Vegas for SEMA. Um, meeting up with my buddy and that was all pre-planned before I woke up to all this money. And I got to Vegas. It was, I think Thursday morning I got to Vegas and Thursday night I get a phone call and it pops up government informant. I was like, well, I'm definitely not answering this. Oh, sh- that's what it <laughs> says? Yeah. I was like, that's red flag. Yeah. Ten minutes later, pops back up government informant. I was like, nope, not doing it. They call back third time. I was like, okay, they really want to talk. And it was the FBI. And they thought it was drug cartel laundering money in and out of the states. And they wanted me to forfeit the crypto account to them. And uh, so talking to them, I was like, well, you guys know I have this. The drug cartel is going to find out I have this. They come looking for their money and I don't have it. Yeah, I'm dead. My family's dead. Like, I kind of like to be alive. And yeah. uh, so I asked him, I said, am I breaking any laws by not giving it back to you? And he's like, technically, no, because it's crypto. We don't know much about it. Yeah. So I declined to give it back to him and still alive. So, What was the um, what was the coin? Um, so it was in there as U.S. dollars. Oh, shit. But it was uh, Sheeb is coins that I owned. Okay. And that was like the big hot topic at the time was the, the Sheeb coin. Yeah. But yeah, they put it in as U.S. dollars. So it was... It was pretty wild. You know, I had many people approach me begging for money. A lot of them. Um, some people saying it was theirs, and you have to vet everybody. And, uh, but yeah, it took roughly six weeks and to find out. 
Well, what's the process of finding? I know you said you didn't want to say whose it was, um, but how do you find out whose it is? How do you? Yeah, so, you know, I I sat there and thought about it, and I was like, okay, well, I I probably should have some legal counsel on this just because, you know, there's so many unknowns. I I'm not cut out for prison. You saw that picture. (laughs) Well, (laughs) like if that picture pops up in prison, like there's okay. Like I'm having a rough time in jail, Uh right? Like coming out. I'm probably very popular in jail with that picture. And and, uh, and he makes cakes. I'm trying to think. (laughs) I can't remember if I had the the blonde mullet at that time or not. It was around the same time. But uh, so anyways, um, yeah, it was just a long process of vetting, making sure that the, you know, they, they were who they were and the account matched for the account that it was transferred. Okay. And, and it's so easy to do because the accounts are like 36 numbers and, and digits and, you know, just you mess up with one of them and it's off to oblivion and that's kind of what happened. And luckily they got a honest guy. Does people have a million, a hundred, someone has 181 million in crypto. So yeah. since then, I've met people that have made hundreds of millions of dollars on crypto. Yeah, not me though. I gave uh, it back. Are you? Are you? Uh, I'm up three hundred right I'm now. I'm about to check my shit right now. <laughs> see what I got, baby. It's been some years. I don't even. Believe Now's in the that time. Bullshit, it's back. But uh, or doctors. Well, I do now. <laughs> okay, I'm looking for one. All right. Uh-huh. I turn the turn the corner. Um, did you? So you got legal counsel. Did you have like a team helping you? Did you have people? No, I'm kind of big on just figuring it out myself, honestly. Like, okay. Well, it was kind know, of an intimidating situation. I, I, I it was think. stressful. It was very stressful. <laughs> okay, stressful, um, yeah. Just because, you know, so many people come out of the woodworks, like, you know, people you went to high school with and, you know, they're just hitting you up. And it, I get it already with, with what I do. Just people in my past coming out and, like, they see me on SportsCenter and ESPN. Mm-hmm. And they're like, holy shit, like. Is this really you? Keith, like, remember that time? Yeah, you remember that time yeah. I, I I let you yeah. have a Snickers bar in the fifth grade? I'm like, no, I really don't. Like, remember in sixth grade, I bought you that square little piece yeah. of pizza? And so it was just a lot of that, just people coming out of the woodwork and, you know, like, but I'm I'm used to that, so I, I can see it coming. So mm. you just, you know, engage okay. engage lightly. And yeah. they're like, hey, man, you know, I'm like, can I get a loan? It's like, that's crazy. Just leave dude. them on red. You know, that's yeah, the greatest yeah. thing these days. That really pisses people off. So. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, I'm still poor. God, you got to be in a place, right? I had to ask someone for that, something like that. The most, I had somebody ask for $100 million. Like, they started <laughs> they started the conversation off first. And they're like, I'm horrible with money. I'm a Just single mom. Just honest about it. $100 would really change my life. And I'm like, or $100 million would change my life. And I'm like, well, you know, no shit. $1,000 would probably change your life. <laughs> how do you get to, like, how do you type it on? You're like, let me add another zero. Mm, uh, one more. Yeah. Let's add a couple more. He's got 100 million. Like a hundred million. Let's, let's go. Like, let's, I'm just like, going to give it to like, you. Did yeah. you actually mean for this to say a thousand? Yeah. It was so, you know, just a lot, a lot. of that. And, you know, I had, I, had some, I had some individuals that came forward that were extremely wealthy that offered to purchase my crypto account from me. And me would just walk away with a massive sum of life-changing money. Because... It's in there, but you can only get so much out a year, right? I think it's like two and a half million dollars is all you can pull out of a crypto account and change it into like spendable money. Mm-hmm. So, mm. you know, $180 million, that's locked up for 70 plus years, right? Yeah. Before I can get all out. So I had people that came forward and they're like, hey, we'll give you. We'll give you 90. I, 50 million was the yeah. most I was offered. And uh, that was really tempting. I'm not going to lie. At that point, it was like, yeah. it was hey, like here, six here, weeks here, in. Bro. I was like $50 million right now. Like. Yeah, I could I could live off of that for at least a couple years. I mean, because your your moral <laughs> I'm selling it. I'm telling. I'm your moral selling. your moral compass is gonna guide you 
you know, 50 what, million, I don't even no, know. No, I mean, what like in, in general, but like it's hard to not, you know, imagine. Oh, like what, I mean, what there was a, like, lot of, a lot of imagining going on, but it just, you know, I blame my mom for raising me so good. But like, just to do the right thing. Yeah. And so, God, wish I could go back. $108 million. You know, you know what I taught? Was I, when I was a kid, I learned finders keepers. Before. Yeah. Well, you know, the fool me once, <laughs> shame on me, but you'll never fool me twice. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> it, it probably wouldn't have been worth it. No, I mean, just the, you'd the have been amount like of anxiety. Living, living, looking over your shoulder for the rest yeah. of your life. In a mansion. Yeah. And if you, if you have a lot to lose, then yeah. it's even that much worse. Um, yeah. With family you know, and stuff. And it's like. It was. It, it worked out. It was it was a good you know show of like just being honest in a world where it's easy to just turn the blind eye and not do the right thing. So Hell yeah, man. just to be able to to have that lesson for my kids to be like you know look my dad had all this and did the right thing gave it back and everybody's like oh it'll come back to you and I haven't won the lottery yet. So <laughs> just a way yeah. on. Well, the thing just is, like in mind. reality, if you had even spent a grand of that, yeah, just the way karma works. Right, mm-hmm. knowing like right. that's not mine. Like this is a mistake, but I'm gonna spend a grand anyways. And that was like all hell would have. Especially like, too, if it's so dirty already, right? I knew once I started spending it, I, I wouldn't have stopped. Oh yeah, oh, me neither. Yeah, man. yeah. Like it would have been like that was so easy. Just and even two point two million would have been like yeah, yeah. You know, pretty yeah. hard to actually offload a yeah. year. But see, you can spend crypto, and so at SEMA, right? My buddy that's with me was what SEMA? SEMA's that uh, aftermarket car convention that okay. they have in las vegas okay. like you know really nice cars Lamborghinis, and you know all tricked classics out and, and yeah. yeah and uh and everybody at that point was taking crypto because crypto was hot so yeah. my right, buddy was right. like hey you guys take crypto and then he would weasel <laughs> it in there like hey look take out your phone and google search this dude and then they're just like we definitely will take crypto. <laughs> yeah, that beer is actually forty five bucks. Yeah, it's so hard not to just buy cars because you see just amazing oh, cars yeah, down there. Man. And I was like, I can, I finally can afford this. Right, right. What was and your uh, main focus going to SEMA? Was it just to see cars? Was it no? So uh, an industry that you were as a driver, it's oh. great networking for because okay, CEOs networking. and like mm-hmm. marketing people are mm-hmm. there at SEMA. So if I can go and get in in, in their face and talk to them and. You know, it's just beneficial. So the plan was just to go down there and try to get networking and try to find more sponsors to go racing with more. And and it, it turned into them just trying to sell me expensive cars. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Are you are you doing all that work yourself, like trying to connect do, with yeah, corporations and people, sponsors, and hundred percent by myself. I I, I had a, a manager um, from here in Alaska that that was helping me, and uh, it just got a lot to do. And you know, we weren't making a ton of money, so I didn't have a lot of money to pay him. But, you know, for the most part right now, like, it's 100% me doing yeah. everything, photo shoots. I mean, set up my own tripod and did my own editing. And yeah. yeah. So it's, I just find it's, nobody's going to work for your goal as hard as you are. True. And so when you rely mm. on somebody else to, like, they might be having a bad day or, they, you know, might have other obligations or their heads somewhere else. And so just to be able to do it myself, like, I know I'm going to try my hardest and I'm going to give my best foot forward every time because it means that much to me. And I've yeah. been able to close a lot more deals on my own than... Relying yeah. on anybody else. So how so, does those... <coughs> sorry, go ahead. Oh, I don't know what you were going to bring up, but... I was just going to... I was curious how, how it works. Like, how does... Because I know we talked about it a little bit before the show that you said that you get sponsors per race, and I'm assuming that they could buy out all the races of the year. 
Um, so how, how does that, how do you approach somebody like that? What does that look like? So, I mean, there's so many different avenues. Like a lot of it's just going on social media and seeing what companies are spending, right? Because they'll spend money to market on social media. And so you can see what they're spending and where they're spending money. And then you can approach them and you can find out for, for me, the biggest thing is finding out like what I can provide for that company because getting sponsored, everybody sees people be sponsored and like, Oh my God, they're just sponsored because they race cars. And it's like, not even close to what it entails. Like so much work goes into it. Like I have obligations to these companies mm. and I have to do certain things and that's where they find the value. So you just have to find out what these companies need. So I typically ask them where they see they're lacking in their marketing, whether it's social engagement, media creation, <laughs> new client acquisition, hospitality, and then you can tailor it to that. So you take a couple of their low points and tailor your marketing towards their low points. Got it. And that's going to stand out a lot more to them than saying, hey, spend your money to advertise on my car because, you yeah. know, that's just like throwing money to be in the newspaper, right? Cool, yeah. in the newspaper, but what's it do for them? So you show them where it's beneficial to them and where you can use that to leverage what they're trying to do. And it usually works out. Is there, because um, as I was looking through your pictures and stuff, I mean, you've had some local people like uh, Brian, big shot to Brian McKinnon at Packback, and yep. you have some local people. Obviously, some people have different budgets than other big corporations, yeah. and you're looking into that as well. Does that go into factor in, like, what you're going to ask? Yeah, so the team will usually set the cost of the race, right? So, like, there's expendables that have to be paid for. So, like, for instance, I usually go through $15,000 in tires in one race. Okay. You know, uh, the engine in the car is $85,000, and it's only good for 1,500 miles. So, they'll take that 85000 and break it down to how many miles you're going to put on the car, and then you pay for that depreciation of the engine. The pit crew's five grand that we I have to pay for. Um, getting the, the hauler out there, you pay for the fuel, and then just all the little things. So, it's typically, you know, 50,000 plus per race that I have to find in sponsorships to make it affordable 50, for the team. a race. Yeah. Wow. Because, you know, if I go out there and wreck the, hit the wall, which I, I do often, you know, you're doing 200 grand in damage and the team eats that. So they're taking on risk as well. Got it. Got it. So is this, <clears throat> this is just, uh, damn, I don't even know how to, like, is, is it just for like the materials and the races is any of that sponsorship money like for your cost of living and stuff like that so i don't know if that's what you're gonna ask but i mean sometimes so i'll usually try to sell the main sponsor right so there's different levels you got primary sponsor secondary associate affiliate so the primary sponsorship is what the team needs as a hard cost so when i sell a primary it's the mm. hard cost for the team everything else is profit for me right got or it. if you know i want to okay. add more into the mm. car and do things so you know, it's not uncommon for me to sell the primary and then have, you know, a ton left over for myself to float me for a couple months. Um, I also get paid out from the race. You get a percentage of race winnings. So oh, okay. It just depends on mm -hmm. how your contract structured with the Is team. this an industry standard? <coughs> um, like, like yeah. take, take Kyle, Kyle Bush, you said earlier, right? Yeah. Is he, so well, I'm sure he's not. He's they have to be in down the street. He probably has someone that does it yeah, for them. So yeah. a lot of them have like marketing firms that either work for them or work for the team mm -hmm. and right. they like they agents go about too, that. right? But when you say you're um, paying yeah. engines, so the truck series we all run the same engine. It's an Ilmore engine, it's a six point two liter uh based engine and yeah. uh Penske, Roger Penske builds them and they put these engines in high end Malibu ski boats. Mm. Um but okay. the, it's what we use in the truck series. So everybody uses the same engine in the truck series. 
when you get up into the Xfinity series and the Cup series, that's when you have like the Chevy build engine, the Toyota, the Ford, and those engines you rent per race. So you can get rental from who? Because I thought from, I, I thought like so you guys don't actually own these cars. I d- I don't own anything. I own my fire suit, my helmet, and my gear and my seat. The cars, the team owns those. I just contract with the team, find the sponsors, and go race. So I don't own anything. The team has twenty five cars, I think, right now. Oh, and multiple racers? No, um, they, they can. Okay, so some teams so, have multiple yeah. racers. So, and that's just every racetrack's different. So we have super speedway trucks, we have short track trucks, dirt trucks, road course trucks, intermediate trucks, and so and you want to have backups because like. We'll race two intermediates in a row if I go out and total a truck. You, know. you need another one to hit the, hit the track, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. But when you get up in the Xfinity, like the engines there, like Hendrix builds them or, you know, uh, Roush Fenway. Well, TRD. yeah, that's why I was curious. You said they, they take the price of the engine, the 85 grand, divide so that by how many miles you're going to put truck, on it. In the truck series, they do. In Xfinity and Cup series, you pay about fifty to 100000 a race for a rental engine. So none of those guys own that either. Some, I mean, some of the big teams like Hendrix owns their own engines because they've got their own engine division. Um, oh. RFK Racing does. Mm. Toyota doesn't. Um, so you know, well, it's cool guys. that you can be. You don't have to be this huge um, entity to entity uh, to to be like you. You seem like a regular guy you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. you're just a regular guy that has well, had the ability to create the team and be on a team and get the sponsorships no, I, didn't, I didn't build the team did the I team just, come to you no it's it's a it's a good story though all right let's hear it so the whole the, my whole racing right then <laughs> this blows people's mind because most people that make it to nascar to the professional levels of nascar started racing when they were little kids right mm-hmm. six years old yeah i was 35 racing up here yeah, I got I got discovered racing. Oh, racing a dirt track in Fairbanks or something? No, the Extreme Fun Center. Go-karts. What? Yeah. Masilla? Yeah, they opened that up, and I was like, man, I've always wanted to be a race car driver. Started going, and uh, I, I found out it was really good therapy for my PTSD, like better than uh. traditional therapy. So I started going all the time. And for those 15 minutes, I, I felt free. I felt whole. Like I didn't have the worries that I had every day. I didn't have to look over my shoulder. Like it was so like just intoxicating. And uh, so I went all the time, and pretty soon I set the track record. Uh, they had some championship out there race and uh, like a series, and I, I won all of them and won the championship. And a guy approached me one night, and he's like, hey, man, you ever thought of racing in NASCAR? I'm like, in my whole life. Yeah. And he's like, come drive for me. And I was like, this guy definitely wants to rate me in a van. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Like, that's the, that's the free candy for adults. Like, yeah. come be a race car driver. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, get in here. It's, it's worth it. Right. Does your back hurt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same guy. He's a doctor. Too. Same guy. And, uh, <laughs> and so, so it, like, yeah. I, I, went, I went and looked at his, his equipment, and it was. At the time, I was like, it, it doesn't look safe. It doesn't look like I'm going to win anything. Like, mm. But it, I was invested. Like, I'm like, I'm going to be a NASCAR driver. So me and a buddy found a car in California and shipped it up, went online, learned what we could learn online for setting up race cars and how to be a race car driver, and went out. And I didn't do horrible, right? I didn't set the world on fire, but we 
I found a bunch of local sponsors. I had a custom fire suit. My trailer was all done up with logos. And, you know, I looked the part to the point where everybody else there was annoyed because it was just hobbyist. And uh, they started calling me Hollywood because, you know, here I am looking like a, like a race car driver. And for me, I was like, this is the best I'm ever going to get. So I'm going to do what I can to like, just fulfill this eight year old kid's dream of mine. Right. That I had. And, uh, and that's where we, we gained the attention of, of NASCAR Discovery Channel. And they came up, did the TV show that never aired, thank God. And uh, <laughs> But it allowed us to travel. Like part of the deal was we could go down and go to these big races and mm, they'd put okay. us on TV and interviews. And I used it to, to network. The, the woman I was with at the time had a TV show on MTV. And so I knew what I needed to do to, to network that things oh, could crumble okay. quickly and it all go away. And, and I networked and... Yeah, and it just led to more opportunities. And then I got offered to go to California and jump into a K&N car, which is the first level of professional NASCAR. And uh, it's a touring series just on the West Coast. They have a couple of them. And uh, went down. Is it kind of like a farm league it, kind of thing where it like breeds? It's just kind of like the stepping stone, right? NASCAR yeah. mm-hmm. makes you go through these levels. Like, you have to go mm-hmm. through the K&N. Now it's called the ARCA series. But... They just want to make sure that you can handle the cars, handle the track, handle situations. Mm. And I went down and got last place. It was, <laughs> it was not how I wanted to start my career. You finished humble, the humble race? No, I didn't. I didn't finish the race. Oh, the car oh, was didn't. the car was horrible. It, the clutch went out on it, and I, oh shit! It was okay. a it was a not a great experience. But I was like, okay, I'm, I'm here. Let's keep going. So I went back the next mm. year, and I had three races and I got 11th and then two top 10 finishes in the next three races. And that opened up opportunities. Uh, I then got asked to go do testing at Daytona, which, you know, was like right there. That's just that's a top notch. Yeah. And, uh, is that like, it sounds like a, like a tryout. Um, kind of. So you have to go do this testing to get approved to race super speedways. Okay. So, okay. so you have to go do it, but you like, you, not just anybody can. Like, you guys couldn't go jump in one of these cars and go do testing. They just wouldn't nah. let you. So, you've got to show that you can handle it. And, you know, I had no experience at Daytona, no sim time. The fucking bank. Like just anything. And it, Daytona's wide open. You never lift off the throttle. You enter that turn at 200 miles an hour and just to hold on. Mentally have to be like, okay, everybody else is doing it. So this, this, <laughs> I could probably do this. Right. And, uh, so they, they God, bring us, nerve wracking, dude. they bring us down there? and I was the last one to go in the group. The first guy that goes out's made, you know, thousands of laps at Daytona and you have to get close to his time. Like, I think they said like four tenths that we need to be within his time. To Did you go like, by yourself? Yeah. Okay. To kind of just to prove that we have what it takes. And I was the last to go. Some of the kids were close. A couple of kids were outside of it and, I went out. My very first lap at Daytona was a half second quicker than the guy's time. Whoa. I came in and they were like, I was like, oh, you guys got any advice? And they're like, we're not fucking telling you anything. (laughs) Go go do that shit again. And so so I went out and I just kept getting faster and faster and faster. And, you know, I think I was supposed to do 25 laps and I ended up doing like 56 laps for them and just, you know, beat some doors down. (sighs) Man. Dude, I, That's I've been, insane. I've been to Daytona, man, and that you place. Have? Oh yeah. Oh, I've been wanting to go to something I, like that. I got to go to the uh, 50th anniversary of the Daytona 500. Yeah. In um, 2008, I think that would have been 2008. My daughter was born in 2000, October. Yeah, 2008, and uh, it's that's got a legendary. 
Yeah, it's a big track. Feel to it. Especially we had like the um we had like that full track pass and like the VIP thing. My my aunt and uncle had gone years and years, huge deal on heart fans. And uh they were at the race that he was killed in and like they wanted to take me to the race, so I got to go to like the full five day package where you got to see all the all the but at the time it was Bush series and then the yeah. truck races and then all the, the NASCAR races went to the tent and got the breakfast and the Bloody Marys and got to go down and like walk the pits, Center. the pits and the whole thing. And just if like they call it the Super Bowl, yeah, it's it's the Super of NASCAR Bowl of, of racing, of racing. And, period. and we start with the Super Bowl, so you know, it's like, and, yeah. and there were so many other cool things like motorcycle races and things that go out on in the track. And it felt like when you were there and you went down on the track and you look at the way it like banks and walk on it is like, and it's it's two and a half insane. miles the length of the track, and we're doing it in under I think fifty three seconds. Well, and it was incredible, and I wanted to share it because the day of Daytona five hundred, because I had gone to all these pre races. And so, like, the grandstands would have a pretty good number of fans in them. And as we approached the Daytona, more and more people started showing up to the right, area right. and showing up to the event and the venue. And then there was the Daytona 500 grandstands. And then we look dead. We were dead center right at freaking the finish line, too. We got the sickest spot. You can look across, and there's that other panel of, of um, seating. Yeah. And I'll never forget heat of the race i just look over and it's like 200 and how many how many people are two hundred thousand? um or don't um, i over exaggerating that i think yeah i think it's a hundred and hundred and hundred and something thousand yeah i forget it's, I, it's a lot I, I just remember seeing that amount of people in one area was like it was like an organism dude it just like flowed of human beings oh. like a sea of people in there and then the feel of it was Something to this day I've never felt at any like sporting event of how intense everything felt and why I, I realized why it was so special, especially the guys racing the cars, dude, because we're all there for them. Yeah. I think the best you know? part about NASCAR events and probably 90% of people or 100% of people that have never been don't realize this, NASCAR is the only major sporting event where fans can bring their own beer in. Oh. You can roll up that. with an ice chest full of beer. Into the stands. Man, it seems like they're missing on a lot of sales. No, it's, it's how it should be. Where yeah, I was I sit, agree, where I was at, we couldn't do that at the time. When well, you can now. Yeah. That's we crazy. couldn't do that at the time. Because my aunt and uncle floated the whole cost for me to come and I told them I'd cover beers. And I spent twenty eight hundred dollars in beers. Some tracks you have to have. <laughs> <laughs> some, <laughs> some that whole week I spent twenty eight hundred dollars. For oh. the five of us to drink beers. They were like, they, hell yeah. He's they do, they do oh, require fuck. you some tracks to bring in like a clear ice chest. So they'll have like clear bag oh, so ice chest. Oh, so you yeah. can see it. See some, some tracks don't, but every track you can bring your own beer in. And you just. But it was, it was just an much. incredible. And your story is cool that like your first run and then you did the half. Yeah, second. it was wild. There's actually video of it on my. That's fucking cool. Awesome. So I snuck, I snuck a camera in, right? So NBC and Fox have the, the rights to all of you know, the whatever is filmed. So we're not allowed to have GoPros. So I snuck a GoPro in and, uh, <laughs> is it a real rebel? No, it's a, uh, let me see. Turn. What's going on with the hamburgers, man? Uh, so I could get the mayor all excited about food. I, uh, <laughs> I, I do cooking when I'm at the track too. So it'll be down 
You know what's really cool is that you brought a lot of personality. I, I try. You know, like the individuality of your of your brand and your what you bring to the industry and the, the table. It's you get so many people that are just like polished and like you know like corporate looking and sure and there's me covered in tattoos with a you know a muskox in the background and shit <laughs> majestic mullet just a sick little um, blonde strip <laughs> yeah it's still down so that's the car there that i drove oh, um i think it's right Ooh, it's right there that one this one yeah so this is daytona in car at almost 200 miles an hour click the audio damn dude you're 6,500 RPM. I can see your digital gauge over there. Yeah, and so I know that noise feels like I'm driving, baby. I was trying to, I was trying yeah. to blend in with these guys to draft with them. You'll see a car come up on my right side, and I put air on a spoiler and suck him back, and then I actually hit the apron with the left side of the car, which is terrifying at 200 miles an hour. So oh, I suck the inside air there, corner right there. And you see him stall and fall back, and so I'm, I'm on the line here, and, uh, and so you just use the air to slow him down. It's just like. I don't know. It's, oh, so it's now like you're gaining on them right here. Yeah, and then you gain back up, and then I'm not full throttle here because I'm in the draft, so I'm probably three quarters throttle. So if I hit full throttle, I'd go over seven thousand RPMs, and I'd go around them on the outside with a run of steam, kind of like a slingshot. Like, yeah, and that's yeah. where that slingshot engage. That's what I yeah, yeah. I do, yeah. I do that on the Glen, <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> slingshot engage. Dude, that's insane. But yeah, so that's what it looks like yeah. inside the car, two hundred miles an hour. So when do you shift? You're not shifting at all. You're just yeah, you're no, just pinned. It's pinned. Yeah, full, you're what, full six throttle. Gear? Six gear? Four, four gears. It's an oh, H it's pattern. Four gears. Okay. So you roll off uh, on the start, second gear. You're into third before you hit the start finish line. Then into fourth, entering in first turn. And you're running centrifugal oh. clutches, right? I have no idea. I'm not. Well, is someone just, filming? What do you got? Is that a GoPro? Fuck. It's just a GoPro. Okay. It's just what? You hit a button and it just clicks oh, in no, the gear. No, no, no. He's got there. There's a shifter right there. On the right. Oh, I didn't know if that was so. No, he else. said H pattern. So first, second, third, and then fourth yeah. on the right bottom. Yeah. Sick, oh. dude. What's that little orange button? Uh, that's the old uh, shit button. That's a brake bias, so I can control the pressure uh, front and rear on brakes. So we don't use it at, at super speedways so because you're never on the brake. No. But like at intermediate tracks and short tracks, I can adjust how much pressure is going to the front brake. So like if I go into a corner and I stab on the brakes and i feel the front end push i can take brake out of the front and put it in the back so that way the weight transfer is different yeah can we watch this crash of yours oh definitely let's see i think i had it up on youtube oh yeah so this is charlotte uh memorial day weekend my first time at charlotte barstool sports was my sponsor for that one I remember when they first came into the game man people didn't like oh oh shit I mean, it was 186 oh, no. into the wall. That'd be me right there. Like, bro, I got a pee. You can see just all four times. <laughs> this wall looks good. What caused that, Keith? So on this track at Charlotte on the, the upper grooves, and they said Army veteran, Air Force veteran, um, they put down a traction compound to just, as you work it in, it gets more. To smooth it? No, it just oh. builds more traction on the high side to get people to go up there to give more lanes of racing. Well, if you don't get into it with all four tires, two tires are going to have tons of traction. And the other two aren't. So I overdrove okay. it. The right side got into it. And as I got into the throttle again, it 
started grabbing and pulled around. You can see the truck. So the right, the right rear off. tire grabbed and pulled you yeah. up, up in it. Yeah. Okay. And, and then the left I side get didn't back, have the traction. Yeah. I get back in okay. the throttle and I just, I see the line there. Around. You see the line, Daniel? Yeah. yeah. That curve. That's that, where that traction. I don't know it? if it's the same okay. in NASCAR in your world, uh, in the indie world, the rubber peels off of those tires. Oh yeah. And so they create those little marbles. Oh yeah, shreds yeah, out yeah. on the up side. The, so as soon as up you the get, very top, you get into marbles. Yeah, if you get up in that marble area, it's a wrap, Jack. Yeah. Keith, did you find that the super speedway racing style is actually physically easier than the? Um, I mean, because it seems like you're not shifting and thinking as much. You're just. Well, I don't shift. Uh, you don't shift at the other tracks as either. You know, road courses you shift, but the other tracks okay. you're not. You're not shifting either. Once you get going, you're in fourth, and you just. You're just, yeah, you're just, all, yeah, all okay. Throttle, so you're drafting and, and yeah, positioning. You know, we'll, and we let off on entry in intermediates and short tracks, and uh, but it, it changes every track. On like, you know, there's tracks where you're full throttle through the corners, like uh, Texas three and four, where full throttle through three and four, you lift a little on entry in one, get back into it two, you hit the bump, you know, you might have to pedal a little bit, but it's uh, it's different. I mean, physically. It's less work at a super speedway, but like mentally is more because you're well, going so quick. Things happen so much ass, quicker. Yeah. You're paying attention to the draft. Like it's really weird to say, but like you see the air. So like, you know where to be and what's, you know, what's mm. coming. So mentally it's more taxing at a super speedway. Oh, I can see that. Oh. Yeah. Cause you're, you're, you're almost floating. Yeah. It's weird. Like you just sit there and rock around. There's video of me. Um, at Talladega with Packback on it when I'm up in, I think, in sixth place. And uh, you can see the car. My mom coming. in. She's like, you're darting around. I'm like, Mom, I'm doing 200 miles an hour. And the air is kind of just <laughs> taking me where I want to go. It's not like I'm out there. It's just like, you're kind of controlling this. I'm, I'm along for the ride, just controlling the, the gas pedal. Do you prefer <laughs> an oval track or, or, or a road track? Uh, uh, oval. Yeah? yeah mm -hmm. oval. Turn left, baby. Yeah. Just left. I mean, road, I road, courses. road course, road course is fun, but man, that's. Whew. I love a good road race. Like, you gotta, I you know, gotta memorize four corners in an oval track. A road course, you gotta memorize, you know, right. Yeah. Right. So. Damn, remember when they used to have the Ferrandi races downtown? Yeah, Dude, they gotta I missed that, man. man. I missed that. Used to go down there and just go on the corner. We'd think they'd crash. I think it was like right there on what third? Yeah, it was down by the God, port. They'd go time. all by the port down there for mm -hmm. a while. Yeah, did you ever go to that back in the day? No. No? no, they used to build these big old snowburns. Huge snowburns. Yeah, the big berms. Yeah. So those, we did. We did some ice racing at uh, at Wasilla Lake. Yeah. A couple years ago in mm. Legend Cars, and that was that was tons of fun. all spiked out. Yeah. Nah, these are just cars on the street, bro. The race I'm doing next weekend is gonna be pretty fun. What's next week? So do you guys know are you allowed Cletus? To say? Yeah, Cletus McFarland. Oh, I thought big you big Cletus YouTuber. Too. Like he was like. No, but if his name's Huge Cletus, that's, yeah. and, uh, that's my homie yeah. right there. So he bought, yeah. he bought a racetrack in, in Bradenton, Florida. It was a defunct racetrack that had been shut down and bought it just to film content and then went and bought a ton of old cop cars, Crown He Vicks. bought a oh, racetrack? Yeah. I, thought, I think I and, saw uh, something on here. And then he got put, $181 million in crypto? Oh, uh, he's probably got more than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, right. I don't know how right. much he has. But he... Uh, <laughs> he bought a bunch of, of old cop cars and put nitrous on them in roll cages and invites celebrities and, and influencers to these races. And 
With the waiver? Just like, yeah. I don't, you know, kill I yourself don't, I don't know. I don't remember well, signing you, a waiver. I don't know. <laughs> when <laughs> when you see them, tell them you know the mayor. This, uh, this uh, one right here, right? local celebrity. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty, pretty fun to like. Oh, man. Yeah. That's like my inner. Can I say? That's like my inner redneck right there. Well, yeah, so I got I got to go down last year and do it in November and just had a ton of fun. Um, and then in you know, April, are there. they did a they did a race at Bristol Motor Speedway know, on dirt and uh-huh. uh, in Ranger Ford Ranger pickup trucks, like and, uh, old ones. Yeah, like any anybody can show up with a Ranger with a roll cage in it and they'd let you race. Well, a driver had gotten hurt, and so they called me and they're like, "Hey, can you come fill in for this driver?" And I was like, oh, "Okay." And I showed up and won it, won a bass boat. And uh, when they were interviewing me, I was like, hey, man, like, does this qualify me to come back for the Lamolets race? And he's like, yeah, it does. So I'm going to go down. Yeah. Uh, co-drivers, BJ Baldwin, but, like, Travis Pastrana is racing in this race. Bucky Lassick, uh, Cowboy Serona, Brian Deegan, Haley Deegan. Fuck, that's cool. A bunch um, of uh, Just a prop- bunch of yeah. legends and, and, you know, big people on, on social media sure. and stuff. And then yeah, there's, there's little, and- little of me. <laughs> I'm just like... Hey, I'm go. trying to find out who this Thigh Huggers is right here. Yeah, so Thigh Huggers was one of my sponsors. <laughs> um, they uh, they sponsor, uh, partially sponsored my race at Texas when I had the mullet, when the, the main sponsor was the mullet that changed my life, a Facebook group. And uh, his name's Lance. He's actually was in the Air Force with the founder of Black Rifle Coffee. Okay, okay. And so okay. so uh, Jared Taylor is going to be down at this race, Black Rifle sponsoring this little mullet race. So he's coming down to hang out. But uh, yeah, so he makes like ranger panties, right? Right, got it. And got they're it. like they're like they're wildly <laughs> they're popular. Yes, yeah. yes. And like different designs and stuff. Like I've had my own my own pair that had my uh, race truck on it with my signature that he sold, and uh, just <laughs> really cool. And then sent me that sent me that jacket that you know was so fitting for Fourth of July. It's funny you say that because I was uh, taking care of the Lord's work this morning. You know, <laughs> oh, it is Sunday. Yeah, man, you know, do what you do on the morning mm-hmm. throne, getting educated. Yeah. And I just happened to order me some uh, desert camo ranger panties this morning. Were they thigh huggers? That's disappointing. I just heard of thigh huggers. <laughs> they're, no, they're, he, really, they're really he, good. I no, ordered, ordered them from the, Whoopi. You ordered the thong. Yeah. Amen. He won't wear flat bills, but a fucking guy wears thongs all day. Like, I don't get it. Those come in extra, extra large. <laughs> don't hate. <laughs> I, I'll rock a but thong, because really, I ain't looking for no doctors. Really, so. really good company. Uh, Veteran-owned. Um, and I know the owner of, of Wooby as well, so both good companies. But but Lance, Lance, uh, it, majestic mullet. Like, like quintessential. Like, the dude's a, the dude's a good-looking dude, right? Like, mm. he's got a good-looking girl. Just all-american guy he was a firefighter it stopped being a firefighter so he could focus full-time on his thigh ogre company and just a just an amazingly nice guy so it's american as it gets he is like <laughs> if he had a pet bald eagle like you wouldn't be surprised right like, oh, there it is. Like, he's that american it actually is on his shoulder he's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a four foot tall bird <laughs> but he's done he's done a lot of stuff uh for black rifle and and all those guys as far as like doing like custom stuff so he does yeah. custom orders and just a just a good guy like when we when i first met him he was showing me his tinder stuff like it was covid so like they were like super locked down so like he would just like set up these huge elaborate photo shoots of like him and like kayaks like in the bathtub and stuff and he's like i like urban kayaking and stuff and like just all this it was hilarious and you know it didn't help that he was a good looking dude so it worked yeah. out like gangbusters for him and then here's me picture of you know like spray tan <laughs> 
like, this is my competition. With some, with, <laughs> with some fucking jorts. Yeah. His, his, his jorts are... His jorts are legendary. Custom. Oh, <laughs> so his are different. What are you? What? Looking at Ranger panties, bro. <laughs> that was the time. D- Daniel missed the whole Ranger panties. I, I did. It's okay. I think <laughs> yeah. we can move on. <laughs> these are different from the Whoopi ones. Yeah. Because the Whoopi ones are cut. Yeah, these ones. Different at a different angle. I like these ones better. Does it have a gusseted crotch? That's what um, I want to know. I'd have to. I'd, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you gotta have some like, <laughs> space. Well, no, I'm about to tell you. Let me go to the description. Is this space for when you wear them to your doctors? Just for you know, like growth keep potential. Things, <laughs> keep things nice and nice and open and loose. Don't <laughs> 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 mm. want anything uptight. <laughs> yeah. But no, good, good guy. And uh, oh, yeah. he even has big boy size. Oh. Yeah. And he does yeah. women's sizes. I know there's a there's a there's oh, a couple granny uh, panty division. Yeah, nice. There's a couple uh, <laughs> couple females here that are affiliates for him that have uh, discount codes here in Alaska for thigh huggers. Okay, um, all veterans. But does yeah, he just, make custom ones. Yeah, he does. He does custom ones. He can do some. Oh, uh, bro. we need do to some talk Alaska about the Wild Project ones. I need some mayo. Keep that race in November. What's that called again? Hundred uh, percent. This is the two point four hours of Lil Mullets. It's next Friday. Lil Mullets. Oh, Lil Mullets. Lil Mullets. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. okay, Lil yeah. Mullets. Like so lay. like you've got two twenty four hours of Lil Mons, right? So yeah. This is two point four hours mullet? of Lil Mullets. Yeah. Um, it is on. It's on pay per view. So. Oh really? Yeah. It's a pay per view. Pay per view event. Does usually does really good. Yeah, I saw. I, I, I my original note was little mullets, <laughs> little mullets. No, no, no. Le, le, le mullets, le mullets. Le mullets. There's the hell there's yeah, the, uh, man. It's French. Oh, yeah, Brack. Yeah, and that's my driver. So I had a different driver, a guy named Frankie La Pena, who is like huge on social media, like 10 million followers on on uh, TikTok, YouTube. Like, I feel like he billions. designs transmissions and detoners. No, so with a name like that. He's you've probably seen his videos. He's got he wears this really large fake butt and like runs like in his shorts and it's like khaki shorts and like a polo shirt and he's like running. And it's I I've, I'm hundred percent you've seen his videos <laughs> and he's laughing. And he I was my co- he was my co driver. Instagrams like, are very different. I was like, <laughs> I guarantee you, you see one of his videos, and you're gonna be like, I have seen this guy's videos. Like he's like the only person that gets more views on TikTok than him is Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. The dude oh. gets billions of views. Right, wow. like doing yeah. doing good. I was worried because <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this guy can actually drive a race car. So now my work's really cut out. So he ended up not making. I think he's going to Formula One race in Las Vegas. And so they they called me and they're like, Hey, we changed drivers. BJ Baldwin is going to drive with you. And BJ Baldwin's two time Baja One Thousand champion, like seven time. Oh yeah, he's fucking champion. legit. Yeah, the dude's dude's a good dude. Loves shooting guns and pretty American. So our chances just went way up. Little mullets and it's black. The black rifle is the primary sponsor. Yeah, black rifle is the primary okay. sponsor of this, and that's why you know there's a lot of black rifle guys going. Travis Pastrana and BJ Baldwin and yeah, all the black rifle guys will be there in attendance. So should be um, good. Can we talk about your time in the service a little bit? Your yeah. time in the Air Force. What you did eight years. Did eight years, yeah, and it's uh, man, it. I was just thinking about it today. It was like, I got on two thousand nine. That was what fourteen years ago. Yeah, yeah, time flies. Yeah, man. it goes by really quick. But I actually, I left for basic training on September eleventh, two thousand one. Oh wow! Yeah, it was uh, it was wild. Perfect like, time. How, how old are you? Well, it's all right. Some 30, things, 39? Some things are off limits. Thirty nine. <laughs> Forty two. Forty two. Two thousand one. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a. I, that was a really know, really gnarly time to go. I just just got done doing the duck squat walk. If you know anybody remembers that in Meps when you're in your underwear and mm-hmm. the weird old doctor wants you to squat down, yep. and walk across like a duck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know what it accomplished other than I think he's I think he's his doctor now. Right? Yeah, um, he was like, yeah, I made sure everybody was tested out. Just but, right. just but right. when you're like fresh out of school, yeah, like I'm. It's like, the most. You're, uh, you're in a cold room with a bunch of other scared kids, right? Traumatizing. Your yeah, like, you're like like Epstein fuck? probably was videotaping yes. it, right? Like, is that yes, where the is that where the fucking PTSD shit really starts? Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's, that's the, the P in PTSD. <laughs> and so pre, we get done with. That and we walk back into this main main room at Maps, right? And the first thing I see is a Marine captain crying, oh, and I was shit. like, "Come on, pussy, why are you crying?" Yeah. Right? Like Marines don't cry. And then I I walk down and sit next to my buddy who was leaving for the Marines, and he's just like staring at the TV. And at the time, cell phones held like fourteen text messages, right? Like yeah, 10 yeah. missed calls, and my phone's full. And I'm like, "What the hell?" And I pick it up. And I'm looking at it. I look up at the screen. I see the replay of the first plane hit the tower, and I was like. Oh. I was like, these, they're fucking with us. Like, they're trying to see who men, who's mentally tough, right? And then so I started looking at my text messages. Oh, you thought it was like a test. freaking out. Yeah, I thought it was oh, like the mental shit. game start. Yeah. And so I'm looking at my phone, and everybody's like freaking out. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is fucking real. And, uh, and then we watched the second plane hit. Jesus, and then what a place to be took to, us to and, fucking watch. The yeah. We were supposed to leave, like, right then. Everybody knows where they were. And fly to Texas. And uh, they end up putting us back at the hotel and then had MPs come down to guard the hotel. And then later that night, they're like, if you guys live within 40-mile radius of MEPS, go home. We don't know what's going to go on. But you guys are government property, so don't go far. I live 41 miles away. I was like, can you just give me that one mile and let me go home? And they finally did. It was a Tuesday, right? You always ship on Tuesdays. And, uh, you know, then all my friends are asking me all kinds of questions. Like, you don't got to go? And I'm like, yeah. I just signed I, I up. Signed up. I'm, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I'm and, in, uh, man. And then Saturday called us, and they're like, hey, airspace is open. Get back down to MEPS immediately. And so we took off, went back to MEPS. And, but because we had already signed up, right, we already had a contractual date of when we were going to finish tech school or basic training, they couldn't short make our basic training longer, so they shortened our basic training. So it was like the first time in the history of ever that basic training was short. So. Uh, short by how long? Just a week. Okay. So the first week you get the basic training, right? They tell you it's X amount of weeks long. The first week is zero weeks. So it's like, it doesn't fucking count. Right. Just right. like you're in processing week. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, hey, fucking surprise. This is in first week. It's zero week. And you're like, yeah. fuck. So we essentially <laughs> didn't have a yet? zero week. It was <laughs> and then if you get the there early week. and you're sitting there for like two weeks waiting yeah. for more bodies to show up so they can run the actual class. Yeah, it was and two that, fucking that's weeks. The work. Oh, dude, yeah. sit there and it's detail after detail but for us it was mm. it was just shortened they were like here's your guys's graduation date like fucking can't do anything about it so send it so where yeah. did they send you where'd you go uh so after that i went to biloxi mississippi for radar school yeah. i was a radar specialist on the AWACS and went there for like 10 months i think and then got stationed in oklahoma city and uh Radar school on the AWACS, like on the plane, or at, I mean, um, they've air got traffic control. No, it's it's radar school for the AWACS, right? It's to be on the actual plane to fix it when it lands. Right? Okay, oh. gotcha. Okay, so um, then they send you to Oklahoma. That's there's three bases in the world where the AWACS is. It's uh, Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma, here in Elmendorf in Anchorage, and then in Kadena in Japan. And so went to Oklahoma. I think I got there late. 
2002 and then caught orders in 2005 to come to Anchorage, and that's what brought me to Alaska. Okay. So I got out in 2009. Yeah. yeah. Why did you choose to get out? So I I tried to cross-train. I wanted to go a different route in the Air Force. And uh, at the time, the economy was was bad, and they wanted me to stay there. And they told me, they're like, you're not going to get out. The economy's bad. And I was like, all right, yeah. well, see you guys later. Yeah, so I'm out. I got uh, I got recruited to work for the Department of Defense here out of Alaska on the Alaska Radar Project, which is the 15 long range radar sites that are spread all over Alaska. So I did that until 2020. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for what, what you a did. cool story, man. Yeah, and it's been a wild ride. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, and geez. if I I was gonna kind of wait till the end of the show, but I feel inclined to uh, you know thank our veterans. Yeah, we're, we're we're a few days past our uh, Veterans Day, which was Friday a few days ago. We're you know folks are gonna hear this a couple weeks out, but um, I felt really kind of guilty on yeah, Friday. Uh, well, no, I was in the weeds <laughs> with life, work, kids. You know, it's just yeah, the snow created like a. a <laughs> shit show for work and all that and on a serious note though i got home and i sat on the couch and i'm watching sports center and they're commemorating veterans day and i'm like damn man i typically send a text out to a handful of homies yeah thanking them and and i didn't do it i, I didn't even think about it i didn't even my, my wife was off work my kids are out of school everybody's out because of a special day. I didn't, I didn't, but see, and I wasn't tuned in. Like, I just want, I want to just air and admit that, like, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. And then that, in this year, I, I, I forgot. I, I didn't. Yeah, but I think for me as a veteran, I, it's almost awkward when I get thanks for my service. Sure. Right. Because mm. yeah, it's, I hate it. It's so, I, it's just one of those, like, yeah, I've heard like how do you respond? Like, and yeah. you know, it's kind of just like, I, I didn't do it to be thanked. Right. I didn't, I don't yeah, do anything. It was your choice. Thanks. You wanted to do it because you wanted to do it. I try to push people more to say, thank you for your sacrifices because every veteran has had to sacrifice something, whether it's time with family, friends, sure. holidays, birthdays, mm-hmm. pieces of their body, mental capacity. We, we've sacrificed something, right? So that's kind of more fitting. But I don't, I don't know many veterans that are like, ooh, I can't wait to be thanked on, on this one day a year, right? Yeah. It's just like, and it wasn't appreciate the gratitude. Like, I don't want to displace anything like that. Like, I, I love the gratitude. I'm, I'm very happy, happy for people that come up and, and mm-hmm. want to do that because I know sometimes it's tough to, to thank somebody for something. So I'm I'm a very grateful for that, but for me it's always kind of just been, I don't know, just like an awkward thing, yeah. just because I don't. It's super like, awkward. Like it, people will come in and say, "Oh, thank you for your service," blah blah blah, and I always tell say the same thing. I say, "Oh, no worries, thank you." I said, "But you go to work every day. I went to work every day. It's just a job. Yeah, we just have two different jobs. Like, yeah, I'm not walking into the bank." Yeah, the bank saying, "Oh, thank you for being my bank teller for the day." Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks for selling me that car last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't. I yeah. Like, no, I get it. And that was th- that's just my, you know. I mean, I know the sacrifice I'm talking about. Like, they're you know people that missed holidays and birthdays and weddings and yeah, awesomely designed wedding cakes. 
I mean, there's some guys that could have really enjoyed an awesome <laughs> wedding cake. I don't think I don't think <laughs> but, I don't think any of your friends are, are gonna no, have it, any resentment it's, because it's me it was, personally just yeah. not recognizing what is really special about Veterans Day, which isn't just thanking those people, but just what it represents in terms of just human beings sacrificing for something greater. Yeah. And that was where I just felt really just a you know, I, I got over it. I realized like, damn man, like Remember, there's bigger shit going on than just like in your own little fucking zone, you know? I would tell you that unless you have, and I'm going to say you don't because I I know Mm. for the most part your circle. Mm -hmm. Unless you got friends that are uh, every year looking forward to that free meal at Applebee's. I don't think I've ever gotten one free meal. Me neither. Uh, I think the rest of them would be, we, I... I think Keith will probably think the same as me, but we're out. Like, we just try to live our life. Yeah, yeah. Under the, It's easier. Not that life yeah. is hard. It's easier to go on about life, and you don't know anything about me. You know what you know about me, and that's it. Yeah. So yeah, I got I, you on that. When I started this racing thing, right, and especially when I made it to the, to the professional levels, I actually was committed to myself to not bring up that I was a disabled veteran, right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't want – for one, I, I never want anybody – feel sorry for me because I'm a disabled veteran because I mean, look at me, I'm doing extraordinary things. I don't, I don't need anybody's pity. Um, I started doing these autograph sessions and noticing how many veterans and and disabled veterans were coming to these races. And so it made me go and do the research on how many disabled veterans have been in the sport before me. And when I found that there was none, it was kind of like this feeling like, okay, like I have this opportunity to use my story to help encourage others to go out and, and hopefully, you know, stick around for another day, right? Go out and do the things that, that their friends are telling them they can't do because the biggest enemy to your dreams is going to be the people around you telling you, you can't do that. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's going to be too hard. You, you believe it, right? So either I tell people either you believe you can or you believe you can't. Either way, you're going to be right. Yeah. And mm. so when I found that there was no other veterans, it was kind of like this. I don't want to say it was an overwhelming, like, obligation feeling, but I felt like I had an opportunity to – to really like kind of be this beacon of hope. Yeah. And so for me, that's kind of why I stepped out and said, Hey, I'm, I'm a disabled veteran. And then it forced me to talk about everything, yeah. which was really good therapy. And it's helped me deal with a lot Hell of things yeah. that I put on the back burner that, you know, just were very dark places. And so it's, uh, so, but I, I, I get what you're saying. So I, well, appreciate I like it. how you worded it. Yeah, for sure. I like how you worded it as opportunity, not obligation. Yeah. You know, it's mm. like you don't have, you're not obligated to talk about it, share it, or whatever. But it is an opportunity. It is, and to it's, share something that's kind of a, really a, a positively affect a lot of people, man. It is, and I feel like to release like mental health man. is so taboo still to this day. Like yeah. it's so taboo, and God, so, to, so right to be able to that, like man. to talk about it and like say, hey, I I openly deal with these things. You know, like I've tried to kill myself twice since I got out of the military. Right, like the last time I tried to kill myself was 2019. And so recently, mm. right? So, you know, I, even though I, people see like what they see on social media and whatnot, and it looks like you have this perfect life. Like you still deal with all the same issues that everybody that's gone through the service deals with, whether it's poor, you know, health when you get back or, you know, medicine or, you know, friend circle disappearing because you're not in the military anymore. And so it's just tough, the integration. So I've dealt with all that. And to be able to openly talk about it, I know people are saying, okay, well, you know, He's doing this. He's being open about it. He's being strong. Like, let's keep going. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and it encourages people. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Hell of an inspiration, man. That's amazing. I try to be. I only get yeah. one shot of this life, so I'm just well, whether you guys right. like it or not, thank you, fuckers. Anyway, okay? <laughs> that's, oh, yeah, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's good shit, man. That, it feels good, man. It, and it always just like it strikes a heartstring, doesn't it? Like strikes a chord. It, yeah, I mean it's, it's. I mean, I'm saying even for all of us in this room, so, guys that weren't in the military, like it's still like you feel it. It's special. It's there for a reason. It's. NAS- NASCAR is a very patriotic sport. Very patriotic. Hell yeah. yeah. American, and, uh, American, American. It is. American. And so for me, just to be like involved with it, like, and to be the first disabled veteran. So I'm the, I'm the first disabled veteran in the history of the sport. The first Alaskan. That's kind of astounding, though. And so it is. And it's like. Well, actually, it's not in this sense because most kids start from pups. Yeah. Oh, okay. They they don't actually like go through what you went through and then go, "Oh, I'm 30 something, going to get in NASCAR." It doesn't work like that. Yeah. And that and f- I think for a lot of veterans, I don't want to speak for everybody, but yeah. you feel like you give like the prime of your life to your country, right? Mm. Like you spend yeah. those those years 18, 18 to, yeah. to whenever. That's really when you're like developing who you are and like what you're trying to do in right. life. And yeah. so when you get done, I mean, your body's banged up like you're not the same you got back injuries arthritis you know sleep sleep issues like the list of things goes on and on and so you feel like okay i just need to settle into a career and just do day to day and so hopefully i was you know what i was having it's funny you say that because i was having a conversation today on my way here with my kid my Mm -hmm. oldest daughter who's in wisconsin now she's like uh she was talking to me about something about you know, Christmas, like, oh, I'm just going to go work Christmas. I'll get paid like $78 an hour. But I'm like, girl, look, don't be like me and be 41 years old. It's sitting at home, like, thinking about, like, I didn't get to live, like, the prime of my life. The prime of my life was chilling in Iraq. Yeah. Like, go do something with your life so that you're not regretting it mm. like me. Or probably, I'm not going to say, like, you yeah, regret your life, but, like, no, I, just, I have not you, you missed out I, on that. The tramp stamp I regret. <laughs> was but it number mi- seven? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was, it was tribalized. You, you missed <laughs> Oh, you the worst. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh, you missed out, just like I did, on that, yeah. that prime, I don't want to say party era, well, but. If I would have found racing earlier in life. Like for one, I'd I'd probably be a huge degenerate right now, right? But mm. but yeah, I th- I think about like how much further along in this career I I would have been. Right. But I also think like had I not suffered that brain injury, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now, anyways. So it's it's give and take. Like yeah, maybe you wouldn't have a hundred percent. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing is is for one, like even with you, like don't think like oh I'm 41, I've given up on so much stuff because if you look at some of the most successful people in the world, they didn't start being yeah. successful until yeah, they right. were in their 40s and beyond. Yep. No, right, 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 right. right. Mm. I take what you said earlier. I'm at I'm at the VFW this morning cooking breakfast, right? Yeah. And I got one of the guys that I work with. He's you know a VFW member as well, and. I'm just sitting there, like, bent over, like, trying to stretch my back. And he's like, you good? And I'm just like, yeah, man, my back is just killing me. Here I am, 41. Uh-huh. Hurts to walk. And then, you know, the snow didn't help dealing with that and riding that sled down to town. Yeah. 
that didn't help. But forty one made for a good I, story on Instagram. Just yeah, that fucking my body five just compressed. <laughs> my body feels you know like oh, it's I, in its seventies at pushing eighty. You know, I'm the, I'm the only one that compressed my spine at Phoenix, and so we'll yeah, the same bump. So these eighteen year old kids see me over there getting hobbled off to the infield care center. Like, what's wrong with Keith? They're like, oh, he's, he's just got a masseuse on his team. <laughs> he's just old. Yeah, yeah it's just, he does a toll on you. Don't worry about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was miserable, man. The flight. How did home. you? How did you end up doing that? So at Phoenix, I love Phoenix. Favorite favorite short track. Just the the characters. And it's out in the middle of nowhere too. It is. It's hot. So and, weird. <laughs> but you come out of turn four, and then there's Another a section of the track called the dog leg, mm. and you can shortcut the track there. Is right? that where the hill is? Um, I mean, it does. You know where it the goes dirt down. Hill is? Can I pull that? Uh, up? It's probably. How would I pull totally that up they, so I can see it? The track uh, just Phoenix, Phoenix Raceway. So um, it's been reconfigured. So I don't know which configuration you're talking about. But I went paved now. in 2010. It's been reconfigured. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. different. So I hit the dog leg, and, you know, we're hitting at 140 miles an hour, and you go from the banking of the corner to flat ground, and our oh, trucks so are already, a, you know, less than an inch off the ground anyways. So typically when you hit it, you hit suspension parts, and it throws out some sparks. I hit it a little too aggressively and smacked the frame off the ground, which no, my seat's to connected to the, to the frame. Down, and so it just transferred into my ever aging right, back. Up and that So one. this this here's Does that show it good? Yeah. Okay. So, it shows it good. so you see turn four here, and then this is the start finish line. This turn here is the dog leg. Oh okay. and so when we come out of turn four, we can go all the way over here where it's white and run this inside wall and gotcha. cut out this track. And you carry a ton more speed. You shave oh, off like three shit. tenths of a second on your lap, wow. right? So on qualifying you're trying to be the fastest guy out there. Right, right. And so everybody's hitting it. Is that for positioning? Yeah, just for starting order. Okay, right? starting order. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I just hit it just right, and it collapsed the suspension. Instead of hit, you try to hit it with left front first, mm -hmm. and then the right front will hit, and I hit both front tires first off oh, the oh, oh, And so I just compressed and just, just sparks everywhere. Everybody on social oh, media said it looked horrible. And all the vets that have been doing it for years are like, oh, yeah, I know what he did. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, well, they're all kids, the so they, they got good they got yeah, good. they don't discs. worry about I'm, their back. I'm 42. I, yeah, before the track hugged the, the hill more. Yeah, so the other configuration – the start finish line was back here on the back stretch. This would have been turn one and two. Okay, turn three and four. yeah, because so where you're showing me where it's at, I'm like, that doesn't look the same. Uh, yeah. Click on that one to the left, Daniel. This one? No, left, left, up. That one. This one? Yeah. Okay. So the finish line is where, Keith? So this is the dog leg here, right? The finish line's right there where you see the flag. But it used to be more this direction. It, it used to oh, be over here. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, so... They just changed it all up, and I like the configuration. I, I love the track. Like I said, the characteristics, turn one and two are almost flat. Turn three and four have banking, and then you have the dog leg, and it's got, you know, you come out of, across the start finish line, and it's downhill, and then back uphill. So mm -hmm. it's a fun track, and you mm -hmm. go six, seven trucks wide there through the dog leg. And a hug can get real uh, real dicey. Yeah, it, oh, yeah. it's real. It's real, real, hairy. real but, elbow, uh, elbow rubbing going on. But I got out of the truck after qualifying, and I was like, man, that – that hurt like my back is hurting and then the adrenaline wears off and it's like shit i can't oh, i can't shit. breathe and mm. i walked back to the hauler and laid down and they went and got the paramedics and they came and gave me gave me some medicine to make me feel a little better and oh yeah yeah a little yeah. juice 
but the, uh, the, the ride home, the ride home, you know, oh, like oh. six hour direct oh. flight from Phoenix to Anchorage. Was, yeah. And I was, you know, sitting in the back. So. Is that United or who does that? Direct Alaska. Flight? Alaska. What is that? Alaska? Yeah. It didn't used to be, but. I have to take that flight. Yeah. Um, before we go on break, is mm. the, um, is the Polynesian style tattoo the new tribal? Wait, look at me. Not, got, you don't I have got, it because I, I got a homie who got it. Man. He's not Polynesian. He's, Look, I got he's, this. I got this tribal tattoo in 1999. Okay. So <laughs> well, that's was, what I'm saying. Like now, you see, you know, what I'm talking about, right? Like, oh, two, you got it right there. Back yeah, no, that's that's yeah, pure but, tribal. You're talking about like the Polynesian. No, I'm saying like now is now the like Polynesian the one, thing the like new the tribal? One Dwayne Johnson has. Yes. The Polynesian, I would say, is the new fad. Like it's a new tribal. Yeah, the new tribal art is. You're talking like the full like Moana fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is right. I, I'm assuming. I'm saying 20 years from now we're going to be, be making fun of the white dude who has the Polynesian tattoo. I already do. Yeah. Okay. Right. Just, and just so we Polynesian know, in I have, do I do have gotten my tramp stamp covered with a larger tramp stamp, so it's not tribalizing. It's a, <laughs> All it's right. A can we fish. can we get a look at that before we <laughs> I get don't this think, break? I don't think that's <laughs> not, not that. Okay. Is it, a, is it an American bald eagle? I mean, no, it's a it's a koi fish. I got in Thailand. Big Ray's The Alaskan Outfitter. Committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Ray's has the gear you need tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. At Big Ray's, you'll find brands like Carhartt, Grundens, Darn Tough, FXD, Okiwear, and more. Big Ray's is your one-stop shop for both outdoor gear and rugged work attire. Check out their new exclusive line of durable but affordable waders inspired by and named after the majestic Aralik River in remote western Alaska. The Aralik wader was designed by Alaskans and proven for the diverse waters of the last frontier. Visit Big Rays at any of their five locations statewide, two in Anchorage, two in Fairbanks, one in Kodiak, or check them out online at BigRays.com. Tailored Restoration, helping Alaskans turn disasters into new beginnings since 1972. Their 24-hour services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, and repairs. Tailored built its reputation with years of committed and reliable service to the community with innovative restoration and home remodeling. When you have an unexpected home issue at the most improbable time, Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you anytime, day or night. Tailored Restoration has locations to serve you in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Give them a call at 907-344-1239 or make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and Overlander products. If you want to customize your vehicle, talk to the team at Total Truck where you'll find their expertise along with top brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Lining Bed Liners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Want to turn your truck into a sleeping option? They have rooftop tents, custom camping equipment, electronics, and solar energy packages to keep you powered up deep in the backcountry. Stop by their store location on Dowling between the new and old Seward Highway or check them out at TotalTruckAK.com. Uh, I just want to remind everybody before we get back to the show here, um, thank you for visiting the sponsors. And if you have not, and if you are interested in hunting in 2024 in Alaska, the 
hunting draw period is now open until December 15th. Um, so if you haven't got in there to do that yet, I would suggest now is the time to do that so that you can be eligible to donate to a department of fishing game. <laughs> they appreciate it too. They love them. I, my wife for the first time actually asked me yesterday because she saw me like doing all the research and filling out all right. the shit and she's like how much does that cost you know and i, I didn't want to tell her it's you know 300 and something dollars for all the shit i put in just me you know and i was like oh you know it's just five bucks five bucks per thing she's like oh five bucks per thing oh that's not bad that's not bad <laughs> no clue that you could do up to six per every animal right right <laughs> i'm an avid donor and uh, and i was like oh yeah and you know i, I do my step my tag and i do my fishing license and the thing all in one she's like oh all in one okay oh yeah not bad Mm. So it's like what fifty two bucks? Yeah, no, she she didn't ask me a total. She didn't ask me a total, and I was like, uh, definitely still get, waiting to get a return on my donation. Not, if you really want to freak them out, just get into racing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Then they'll let you go hunting all the time. They're like, let's go back to hunting. <laughs> I was only a couple grand. Let's go yeah, hunting. Let's go yeah. hunting. Yeah. Hunting sounds good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to say I have like a seven hundred dollar bill. Damn, one time. Well, yeah. well, and that's not including putting my son's well, that's stuff when, in, when and you kid. put in your wife, and you yeah. put in your other daughter. Yeah, and that's like four, four or five people between my, me and my family, wife and kids, and then partying with people, and you know, party with you and a couple and Eric, and like, yeah. you know, four or five people are involved, and I float the whole bill, and then hopefully, I'm like, you yeah, get it. I, no, I never get it back. No. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm the one that orchestrates everybody. Let's do this. I'm like, yeah. okay, sounds good, Brandon. I'm like, $700 bills, lost Caroline. Charge it. <laughs> that muskox didn't cost me anything to kill. The muskox? Oh, yeah. shit. Huh? So at one of our writer sites, there's a big herd there, and there's subsistence hunting. And uh, No way. Just went online. They did like 13 tags for that zone. Oh, and, nice. Uh, just went online, applied for it, printed it out, and went out and harvested it. And yeah. The Air Easiest Force, hunt ever. The Air Force flew the meat back for me. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Slid, I'll probably get in trouble for that one. Hopefully, that um, yeah, we just slid the pilots some some meat and oh right, they flew it all back. We had to drop the the head off in Nome so they could cut it in half. But uh oh oh, they have to subsistence. They have yeah, to ruin the and it was like it was like three quarters of an inch away from making the record books. Oh no, it was huge. No they called me. They called me a year later and. uh vision game and they're like hey what do you want us to do with this this head and i was like oh did you guys cut it yet and they're like no and i was like ship it to me yeah and he's like okay what's your address and then i gave my address and i was like i was like you're not gonna like you guys don't got to do that cutting that you told me about and he's like oh no we're gonna cut it and i was like oh well just i don't want to you know what you do <laughs> no you put it on on a wall that's like that and you put one on one side and one on the other side like that and like would know that, like that, that would it. be so <laughs> they cut sick. it the muskox they cut it like right above the eye sockets oh they do it this way yeah so it like oh. cuts the cuts the horns in half like it just makes them fully unusable but they don't want people out there trophy hunting right yeah now. yeah that's all oh, i wondered how they cut that okay so they do it like that but it was uh yeah it didn't yeah. I think uh, getting the the hide tan was the most expensive part, and the meat processed. Yeah. yeah, I did see on your page that you do you're into fishing and and doing yeah. some hunting stuff. And are you putting like, in for any other Alaska hunts? 
it's so tough because the season takes precedence, mm. right? So like, yeah. I don't know what I'm what I'm doing and where I'm going to be at. So yeah. the big goal is to get a one of those hunting lodges in the lower forty eight to sponsor me. I've got a couple yeah. of my buddies that drive that are sponsored by hunting lodges, and at the oh end of the season oh, they go man. out and do like they'll do like warrior hunts where they'll get like some some veterans yeah, like dude. in on a raffle, and then they go down and do hunts. So like. If anybody's out there listening, you got a hunting lodge. Like, hit me yeah. up. Let's, how let's about these guys car. here? Up, how, about, how about the uh, yeah? Let's, let's blow these boys up real quick. The Northern Lights Elk Ranch of Alaska. I know, right? It's wild. They definitely need to sponsor you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, look, I'll go out and if they want to give me a free elk to harvest, like, they're on my truck. Like, let's go. Like, I want to go. Oh, I want to go kill. Them. Maybe Mo or MJ or yeah, Larry, Yellowbeard. I don't, look, it could be it could be their it could be their offspring that you know has a spike. I don't. It could be a button. No, just a kidding. Button. No, it can't. <laughs> Okay, what am I saying? What am I saying? <laughs> I need a, I need a four, four, four by four minimum. Let me four rethink this. Minimum. Let me rethink yeah. this. But uh, no, talk like about said, this actually, because because so you, you brought you this brought in. It up, yeah. Keith. Yeah. And no, but like it's wild how many people don't know about this, and I was one of them, right? I when I came up here in so June, all of us to three to hours ago, move back to Alaska <laughs> full time. I was staying with a buddy, and he had this huge skull on his wall, and uh, I asked him, I said, "Man, where'd you kill that bull?" And he goes, Hatcher's Pass. And I was like, And it was a bull what? Bull elk. Mm -hmm. Huge. And I was like, I was like, bullshit, man. Like, nah, I've lived here since 2005. There's not fucking bull elk running around a Hatcher's Pass. And he's like, <laughs> I swear to God, I killed a Hatcher's Pass. There's a, there's a trophy elk ranch out there. And I was like, no bullshit. Like, and I did the same thing, looked it up online. I was like, holy shit, there's a trophy elk ranch in Hatcher's Pass here in Alaska. And then found the full story on it and how these are the, the, same elk that are down in a fog knack that the guy barged them all up, kept the big ones here, and then sent the the smaller ones that were not. No wonder producers. all the boys who went out to fog knack and getting the big <laughs> ones. They're all in hatchers. Yeah, they're all right over here, man. <laughs> and uh, y'all flying too far. And yeah, it's just it's insane. Like you know, yeah, it's expensive. But if you were to come to Alaska and as a non-resident and go, you know, kill a grizzly bear you're paying more than that just kill a grizzly Definitely. bear yeah Absolutely. and it's you nothing different up. than like what's happening in texas and some oh, of no, these other places that are fenced yeah. in yeah, I mean, places they're building good genetics right they're they're out here breeding these animals to to be these studs that they have on their their website and <laughs> yeah yeah and for yeah. people wondering it's northern lights elk ranch of alaska.com is the website um and if you're wondering like whoa what's it cost da -da 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 -da. let me pull it up real it's quick like a, a cheap kia it's about it's about fifteen to twenty five thousand dollars, depending on the age of the bull. And you can choose your one. For example, a perfect six by six. They got Mo up here for twenty five twenty five thousand. They're named. They got Voldemort, who's a six by six. He's seventeen thousand five hundred. Or you can go with old you know old Stripey for seventeen thousand. Just depends on which one you want. And like and like he said, you don't need a hunting tag. You don't need. You don't need a guide. You don't need you a don't guide. Need you don't need. I mean, people are buying half cows and cows all the right, time, right. and people are also doing the bison, mm -hmm. um, the, the bison, bison hunt. Ranches, that's kind yeah. of the same deal. Um, if you're, yeah. you know, there's a lot of families that are only into game meat, and this is a way to actually like purchase game meat. And it's also the reason why when you go to, let's say, rustic goat, and you can get an elk steak. You know, what I mean, this is yeah. a farmed elk you yeah. know what i mean because you're not allowed to sell wild game right. so like people that are curious about that like how are they able to sell bison or how are they able to sell elk and things like that through these kind of farms and i'm sure they're fed like alfalfa and you know top quality stuff oh, they're you're good. Gonna, it's gonna be yeah. good good taste like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're hard pressed to find better meat than 
and game meat. Yep. Hands down. So, so uh, Keith McGee is looking for a sponsor. Northern Lights, Elk Ranch of Alaska. Yeah, let's go kill some shit. Let's go. Yeah. Bring the AWP So boys. this is a, like a free-range elk. Yeah, I think it's like, I think it says on there, 100 acres right there at the base of Hatcher's Pass, which is just. Yeah, I'll, re- like, I'll read it real quick. It says uh, 315 acres total. You'll see hay fields that have a wonderful southern exposure surrounded by majestic mountains, providing an incredible background for your adventure. The hunt area is forested with tall grass, making the hunt a true sport advantage. Elk, uh, nine creeks run through the fields, providing a natural habitat year-round to salmon, beaver, fox, coyotes, sandhill cranes, and bears. Um, a little bit about them. They began their elk ranching in Alaska several years ago, coming from the Midwest. Um, Paul and May I, I think Cook. they bought it off of the original okay. owners because yeah. from this – the story I understand, and the, the they have a book of the lineage of all the elk that have come through there, all the all the bulls, and uh, so that way they can track the bloodline. And uh, so they uh, individual shipped all these elk to Alaska a long time ago. I don't know, a long time ago, longer than I've been here, and uh, took those elk and split the herd. Um, sent the other ones to Fognac, and then the ones from there split it again. And I believe there's another elk ranch over in the butte and then from mm. there they took elk from that one and created one in Glen Allen as well so there's been well, a so couple of a few others that are derived and, popping and up. so these these individuals that own this now may have purchased it just you know a few years ago but it's been it's been there for what I understand from a pretty long time and that's fully fenced in yeah, man, it, it makes me want to go. It like, has to be. and I've I've yeah, actually been spending a lot scattered. of time in yeah. Hatcher's Pass area and Willow area. Like, I want to go, like, check this yeah, place I out. Yeah, I just want to go out there and Look see at it. it. Like, yeah, it, it's probably totally. beautiful. Like, just to, I mean, oh, you think sure. on a cold winter day, elk out there bugling is like you know oh, steam rolls yeah. across. Like, yeah, it just man, fucking a dude. Trying to find that sick. fence line over there where it says <laughs> sitting a river. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me get my onyx out. <laughs> a hole over there. So I mean, so what, I'm so wondering what is like the protocol. Like, what happens if like one escapes or like something happens at the? I'm fence? just waiting for someone. A snowstorm comes and like they're all out. Like, do they sure gather them like, up? I'm sure it's a high fence. I'm sure it's like ten plus foot fence, right? Like, oh, gotta be. Yeah, there's gotta be like the elk can jump. The, the permitting oh, sure or the rules that go to electric like, five you fence can't, on top of you that. You can't. I mean, you can barely have a chicken in Anchorage. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't compromise the natural balance. So that shit has to be yeah, locked but in. It makes you wonder, like, why we don't have elk here in Alaska, right? Because right across the border in Canada, there's fucking elk everywhere. Right. If you've ever driven yeah. to the Haines Junction, you see elk on the side of the oh, road. Oh, yeah. That's the number you know, one cause. past Destruction Oh, so Bay. you pass Alaskan border and there's yeah. no elk? Like, what the so fuck? So it's like, and these elk are clearly surviving the winter here. So Oh, they would survive the winter for sure. Fine. It is yeah. weird because the the... The diet of an elk is a hundred times different than a moose. Yeah. So you're not competing no. for food with those two well, animals. They, they right would have there. probably adapt though. Well, that, that they're same as Utah, what deer. Utah has elk yeah, and moose essentially. You know? Yeah. So Utah, yeah. Colorado, they all have elk. Well, I always, I always moose thought like are a, eating a trees. Mule deer and an elk could survive in Alaska for sure. Well, there's reports of mule deer up yeah. Uh, yeah. Like for Yukon because there are mule deer yeah. in Canada, right? And they're coming yeah. over, and yeah. just like there's the reports of the the mountains that have been falling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they have they're pictures kind of like hovering on the edge, right? There's mule deer up in Prince of Wales. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They actually just started a mule deer like organization. Yeah. Up here. 
I've got a big trophy mule deer on my wall too. Love yeah, it's, it's, I it's just wild. Saw one they, of those photos. Yeah, it's, in, it's a monster. What state one. did you get that one in? Colorado. Sick man. Yeah, the year Love I think it was one of those. two years after that, my brother killed the twenty sixth largest mule deer on record. Damn. On public land, there's guys from the there's an outfit called Big Bucks and Bulls out of Utah, and they'll get governor's tags or like ten thousand dollars for people to come and get guided onto like specific deer like that they super, see in their videos like they'll go out fucking hunting areas yeah they'll go out in the winter time and and see these deer and get video of them and then put them in their videos and then their rich clientele will be like that's the one i want to kill <laughs> they had been hunting this deer and my brother killed it on public land and they oh. all showed up while he was caping it out oh, and uh <laughs> they were pissed the guy wouldn't get off the off the horse and they were like my brother's like what's wrong with that guy and he's like that's his buck and he's like well looks like it's mine i killed it yeah. and uh and then public land. eastman's journal uh, was going to run a story like they came out and they did the the measurements and everything and it made it into the Boone and Crockett buck and uh, and then one of the guys wrote a story and sent it to Eastman's because my brother wouldn't submit a story he didn't want people to know where we killed this these animals yeah. oh. and then so he wrote a story saying that my brother was guided onto this buck and all this oh god it oh turned they into kind this. of fabricated it yeah like small time drama I guess I don't know okay. <laughs> But yeah, it was a beautiful buck. And it, the buck's name was known as the Gypsum Creek Legend buck. So I'm sure you can go back and look at old Bucks and Bulls videos from the mid-2000s and see this buck on there. It's, Damn, number 26. It's massive. That's major, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, without the deductions, it would have been like top five. No shit. So Is it in here, a picture of it? Of my deer? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's like on his wall with one of the cakes, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just Actually, oh. I've got here. I've got, uh, I just took I a picture right of it. I, I randomly saw it. I don't remember which photo it was. I wasn't looking. I was watching. You saw Keith. in the I background. Look, I was looking at Keith talk. I actually just took a picture of it just the other day. Because all I have hanging on my wall, because all of my belongings are stranded in Colorado. And they should let them elk is, loose in Hatcher's Pass, man. How sick would that be, dude? Yeah, there's no reason why you can't have wild well, there's, elk there's running the around. Reasons, but yeah, I, so here's my mule deer I killed. Oh, yep. yeah. Fucking oh, that's monster, nice. Man. So. Yeah, man, I'm sure there's a there's a reason. I, I'd be curious as to what the reason is, but yeah, I mean, could you imagine a herd of elk? Yeah, just in know, the because, I mean, we have area? elk here, right? If Ognac has elk on it, you know, you know, there's elk somewhere along the border. So, I mean, we have elk. So, why not let them loose? Yeah. Right. Well, I've always wondered how far they penetrate north from the southeast. Probably not as far as your doctor. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> he was just like, <laughs> yeah, he's not set for prison. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I just, but you think where they're, where they're at up by, um, you know, in between destruction Bay and Haines Junction, it's yeah, not we, different than like Anchorage. No, mm -hmm. totally not. They only, they don't penetrate that far though, man. There's something about the natural order of things that hold them back. No, it's like black-tailed deer, man. They don't. They only go so far. I've heard of guys seeing. I've not heard of guys. A person seeing a black-tailed deer on the Seward Highway, up in uh, like Summit area. Really, I heard a guy saw a black-tailed deer on the side of the road. And I'm like, fuck, dude. He would have to, like come up and over the glacier from right, right. The sound. He was lost. But I'm, I'm not saying it is impossible. Well, I mean, think right. about it. There's. I mean, why don't the deer in Whittier come over the range? It wouldn't That's surprise me if, right. like, That's within five ten years, they're like overrunning. No, no, the they, 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 it's been, bro. It's been for a long time. They there's something about the natural order of Alaska natural. I wonder nature. if it's just there's snow, not a lot of snow there's camp. no wolves over there. 
There's snow. Mm. Snow doesn't let them get very far. I think is probably number one. Yeah, but it gets snow loads. so much snow in the wintertime over there. You think they would move out? I think when they try to go up over the range and the glaciers, though, they can't yeah. penetrate over. There's, and a, then, there's a tunnel. They can just go through the tunnel. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Those idiots. Just, Those idiots. Jesus, dude, <laughs> through the tunnel, bro. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Well, and then you have the predators, right? Yeah. You know, you got wolves and bears and stuff, I think, that... Yeah. I mean, why don't you see deer? Because they can't make it. They, they Dude, how sketchy off. would that fucking Girdwood Highway be if there's you gotta watch out for God. fucking jumping across? Damn. It. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Be careful what you wish for. Tourists, they'd be stopping <laughs> to take pictures. I'm just saying. I think would have happened a long time ago that there would have been yeah, but deer spots. I mean, I just now. I just saw a report last week of somebody seeing a mountain lion in Big Lake, right? Really. So. There's been reports of, of mountain lions coming up. Yeah. Well, yeah, they should I think Chad right was talking about Canada. it. I mean, yeah, Chad had a friend who said he saw one up there by though, like the Besna area. Yeah. Just like just Bezna last week. I heard, yeah. Big just last week, yeah. Now, you know, who knows? what people see and what it actually was, two different things. But I remember back when I first started hunting in California with my dad, and we used to see grizzly bears, and we'd take pictures, not like, you know, pictures from then right like not on phones but mm-hmm. and we'd submit them and they'd be like oh no those aren't grizzly bears and then years later they're like well, shit, oh there, there there's was grizzly bears, bears here. Yeah. yeah well they oh. said that about the pigs too didn't they didn't they say that about those yeah. um that they've been seeing them in connect and stuff like that my barber sent me a picture actual picture no a video a video of, of wild pigs wild oh, pigs really? shit, I didn't hear about that. in yeah. connect those things yeah so that's in the river valley the way that that so those start out as someone's pet but it doesn't once, take a long to go feral. No, yeah. once yeah, once it gets loose and is not raised it's like at thirty home, days, they they turn feral. Yeah, it's super weird. My parents had the issue out where they live. They turn feral and then and they can multiply like once they turn feral rats. and start multiplying, it's a wrap. That's it. You can't yeah. stop yeah, them. You can't yep, stop there is yeah. no stopping them. It's like an infestation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's why, like down in. Uh, Areas like Texas and all that. I mean, yeah, helicopter. Yeah, they shit. just go out there and just. Well, it's but you think, you, you think about it here in Alaska, like the repercussions, right? Like now, they the predators are going to go after those because they're going to be easier to take, more abundance, and that you know, adversely is going to mean more of more moose, you know, more of this, which will be detrimental on the environment because now you have more moose competing for that habitat, and you'll see stuff like chronic wasting disease coming in, you know, that way, and then taking out their herd they saw in colorado right california's seen it you know um it's just you know just gonna be a problematic thing like sounds great but it's just gonna negative oh no no, no. i'm with you 100 percent. yeah i I do believe though um you know not an educated guess by any means i just i feel like the natural environment uh and climate that alaska has to offer is maybe a little more regulatory on like expansive yeah. growth of feral wild animals because there's been feral wild animals cut loose in Alaska for a hundred years. Right, right. And nothing really actually sticks. I, I, there could be probably some scientists out there be like, oh yeah, well there's this beetle or this one thing that <laughs> right? does. Yeah. But like you know, I don't think mountain lions are gonna just flourish. Mule deer I mean, are not but, gonna flourish. But they flourish in Canada and. And and Utah and I yeah. no no they do North which California. has which is really oh. rugged hardcore 
seasons, but I think our seasons the, are longer. I think once the smaller game come in, once you start seeing more mule deer come in, if there's more more feral pigs, you'll see mountain lions coming in stronger because you know a mountain lion taking down a moose is a tall order unless that moose is sick, right? Like, yeah, they take down caribou, so you might see some out there, you know, in, in the caribou herds more so. But yeah, once we start seeing more deer move into the area, I think you'll start seeing more mountain. And I think it'll happen maybe in our lifetimes. I think so. I mean, so. I, I would say for the first Especially time in the last five years, up, up until three years ago, there was nothing about deer in Alaska other than blacktail deer in the regulations. Now there's an actual page. Hey, a page on mm-hmm. deer in Alaska. It's like, hey, the only thing regulated is blacktail deer. Mule deer, whitetail is not. But if you kill something, please let us know. Yeah. So yeah. that that being that it's actually in the regulations is a well. Another example yeah, of that. Know another example yeah, yeah, of yeah, that yeah, is when it. we used to go sheep hunting up in the Brooks Range in the South Brooks Range. Um, we encountered some muskox. Um, that came through our camp, and we went and told when we went to to get our um, sheep drilled or whatever the fuck. We ended up talking to the biologists, and they were like totally astounded that those muskox were coming that far down south. And now here we are, like five years later, and there's a hunt for the muskox. You know what I'm saying in that area. So them traveling, I think it has to do a lot with the weather changes. Mm-hmm. What's going on mm-hmm. with that? That and then as the weather changes, so does. Um, the growth of, of the feed of and the animals, migration yeah. and stuff like that. So, I mean, I could see definitely within like 10 years, mountain lions, mule deer, pigs. Like, why not? No, I'm with you. I mean. Is it good or bad? I don't know. I don't know. It's Well, I mean, right. a lot of people don't. You know, like you learned about it in school, like everybody as a kid, you heard about the the land bridge, right, between continents. Yeah. What most people don't realize is the land bridge national, like, park is here in Alaska. It's up there, Tin City, where it killed this muskox, right? The closest point, right? You have Little Diomede, Big Diomede, Russia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was connected. I mean, I can see, you can see it on yeah, the map. Yeah, it's right up there, yeah. You go up there right now, and there's you, there's fossils everywhere, saber-toothed tigers and yeah. you know, woolly mammoths and T-Rexes and everything up there. So, I mean, to think that those animals that aren't climate, you know, ready, especially T-Rex and stuff like that, were using this area, you know, there's – it's just inevitable that other animals are going to come in. I'm surprised tigers aren't trying to make it out of Siberia. Well, there's a, there's a yeah, historical... Man, that would be the scariest shit. Dude. If you re, if you look into history of the environment or the climate, Alaska used to be a tropical area before the Ice Age rolled in. Yeah. So it used to be hot like Hawaii up yeah. here, you know? And so you had those type of... Critters. Critters and reptiles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so... I think it's pretty normal, you know. The Earth goes through stages climate and stages. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got hot and cold periods, and now we're entering like that gradual warming phase, mm-hmm. and everything's going to change. Something's going to become extinct, but for the most part, you could see the caribou and everything else. Like they're going to adapt. Yeah, they all <laughs> adapt, and they're going to move. To well, different what, locations than what we're used to. And what we've been used to and previewed to in our lifetimes, uh, at least mine, um, things are changing a lot with critters. Right. The, I, I bet you the subsistence unit 13 caribou will never come back. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm seeing? Oh, no, that's gone. I mean, the, less and less. That thing's gone. Especially yeah. notice this, this summer being back, especially like downtown, like if you go out to like Anchorage, cougars 
And where are all the cougars at? And where are oh. all these saucy mommies? Like, oh <laughs> man, you know what? They're, they're down there. Right. They're, they're, they're migrating out. south. They they're are, like, man. We got like that's an issue right yeah. there. We got, yeah. They're more county. like at the uh, the girl and date's gonna the Cooper Creek <laughs> Brewery. There are Cooper some, Landing there are some Brewery. Good, You're starting to breweries. see more down like Girdwood, Cooper Landing. F Street Alaska. Bay just isn't harbouring the, uh, <laughs> the cougars that it wants to. Alaska <laughs> has unlocked the microbrewery scene. Like you go oh, down yeah. south, like go to North Carolina, yeah, go to Texas, Arizona, wherever you go to, it is nowhere compared to what Alaska has to offer yeah. for microbrews and for like just homegrown stuff. Like it, it's I love it because as a grown like, person who's so over awesome. forty, like I'm not gonna be at the pile. You know what I mean? I'm not right, gonna right, be right. at Coots. But I will be at the brewery. I'm, you know I'm, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, hundred. Yeah, yeah. It's like grown. Yeah, yeah. I That's guess right. I need to stop going to Coots. I'm yeah. in, no, you can I'm still in, go. To I haven't been to Coots in years. <laughs> Damn, was the last time you had, had the Coots? I heard they had a hell of a Halloween party. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. I haven't been to Coots. Found in out last night. I was like minute. Coots. I used to have a platinum card. I won. Damn, it. you have the platinum card? Oh yeah, dog. I haven't been to Coots since. I think I had it somewhere in a drawer. Yeah, the last time I was there, I think I won the sexy Halloween costume contest. Did you spray on the abs? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just went as a uh, went as a jazzerciser. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, I may or, I may or may not have had you know a, a, a fake penis that was hanging out. But I won the contest. It was like four hundred bucks. So this was against you know, look, women. I love Halloween. Women can get pretty. pretty oh uh, yeah, you know, it aggressive just, it on just Halloween. Changes a lot, yeah. right there. And uh, so your competition is always stiff, especially you know not that kind of stiff, but your Alaska's. <laughs> predominantly men like so when you yeah. get good looking or? women up there wearing <laughs> halloween costumes that are very provocative and you go up there and you win like oh 100 yeah, yeah, yeah oh it's yeah, a full like, sleigh fest yeah, that yeah. Was, they don't give you cash <laughs> they just give you a bar tab <laughs> <laughs> so i think that was the last time i was at coots was winning that and that was that was a good memory i think to go out on like go out on top right yeah no need to go back yeah okay. yeah no, yeah, no, no, no. i you would love to spend the fourth of july with you or halloween it's a, i'm, I'm usually careful sure you are for, i'm careful. usually a pretty good time like i i don't do like too crazy of things uh-huh. yeah. but i'm i'm always a good time i just it's well, just can, my mentality. Can just you go do this fun. for us? Can you just let us know when like you're around and we can yeah. hang out? Yeah, because I mean we're here. Um, Where are you Fourth so, of July? You go to the the thing if it, you're in town. If you're not, if I'm in, it depends. This year I got convinced not to go out of town, and we well, let's go to the lake and we got a wake surf boat and and it was cold and raining and i was yeah pissed. and then saw videos of everybody out of the car launch and they're like this is where you should be and i was like this is where i should have been <laughs> um, so you'll be at the car launch it depends so it it's all racing dependent because okay. we, we typically have races this year i didn't have a race going on i'm surprised there's not always a race on fourth of july it's not on fourth i mean it's that weekend right yeah. and okay. so oh, it's just okay, okay. it's just dependent i didn't go to it because my son's birthday is on the 7th of july 8th of july same, definitely. Kind of same, same 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, it was 12.02 a.m., so it was yeah. like really close to <laughs> so close. So, and with racing, right, like, you know, I think that's been the biggest sacrifice for the kids is just me being gone a lot. So I, I yeah. promised him I'd be here for his birthday. Yeah. And uh, so I, I lived up to that promise, and then he went with his parents on their boat down in Seward, and so I didn't even get a single. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh go figure. But, but it's okay, because I was here, and so that's what, you know, matters the most. Yeah. But uh, then I got convinced not to go to the car lunch. Because oh, the sun friend. was out out there. It was like the only place in the state where okay, the weather it, was nice. It was shitty on 4th Can of July. Can I throw this out there? Yeah. If you are available and yeah. around for the car launch 4th of July next year, we'll go park somewhere and we'll jump in my side-by-side four-seater and the four of us will go right down to the car launch. 
Can we do that? The thing is, I'm thinking we make that an event. Where we go do it? Go live from the launch? Table this. I know who owns that property. Go live from the launch? Oh, AWP coming to you. I know who owns that whole Glacier Live from the launch launch area. No shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Mayor. Pull some strings. We'll be live from the launch zone 2024. Let's do it, man. And if I'm, if I'm here in town, I'll, I'll be yeah, there. Yeah, special guest. Can you promise us like your son? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's at that age. He probably want, he'll probably want to come with. Right? Oh, yeah. Bring him, man. We all got so kids. Well, how old is if he? You, if 16. You, okay. He'll be, yeah, he'll be older, right? and he's a, he's, almost 17. He's an Alaskan right? resident? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so then if you promise him, you have to promise us. So he's yeah. just part of the team. So well, yeah. Well, I mean, if I'm well, you're strong arm you. No, we already clipped this. Is going to go out on YouTube. Call <laughs> <laughs> your sponsors. That's the, I have to be the there. thumbnail. Keith McGee pre-promises <laughs> he will be at 2024. He guaranteed. <laughs> Guaran- <laughs> yep. And you can call him I'm I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. The schedule came out, and I don't know what. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the 2024 yeah. race schedule. Yeah. What do you got coming up right away? What is the year yeah, looking like? We just announced yesterday um, that I'm. I'm, I've re-signed with a team that I've been racing with, Real Brothers Racing, um, and signed for six races, 2024, starting the season off at Daytona, Super Speedway, February 16th, nice. and then uh, go to Las Vegas in March, I think the first weekend of March in Las Vegas, and then Texas Motor Speedway, and then Charlotte, North Carolina for Memorial Day. Love that weekend. Um, That's got to be one of the biggest. It's the biggest like military draw. So month of May, mm. NASCAR does NASCAR I mean, salutes and, and, and honors. That's kind of like the birthplace too, isn't it? Um, I mean, no, Daytona is the birthplace, but okay. The the I mean, North majority Carolina, though, of all the teams really goes are down. in North Carolina, yeah. right? So kind of like the mecca. Yeah. So okay. it's like it's like yeah. the Hollywood. Thank for you. Racing, that, that's right? what I meant so, to say. I didn't yeah. mean to say the birthplace. I meant to say and that's like the spot. That's where you get kids from all over the country coming out there to like mm-hmm. to like make it right. So they just mm. show up. They could go to Hollywood to, like, to be an actor, or go to yeah. to North Carolina Moore's, to be a race Mooresville, car North Carolina is mm-hmm. the the heart of NASCAR as far as like making it in, in the racing world essentially. And so, uh, yeah. So we got uh, uh, what you did. Hold on a second. Or extreme, extreme or the extreme, sports extreme center in the center. valley. If you really oh, want to make it, dog, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you want to yeah. make a name for yourself, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it's a good place to do it. <laughs> so, uh, and then I go on to Richmond in Virginia, and then mm. close the year out in Phoenix. Um, When's the Phoenix date? Is there a date? Spring and fall. God, I'd love to go so down there and watch that, man. Next, next so year, sick, I man. think it's the 9th of November, eighth or ninth of November. Because we have a, the Olympics this year, so we're going to take a, a week off from racing. Two weeks off, I think, maybe. Olympics? Racing. The racing's in the Olympics? Olympics? No. They oh, just okay. should be. They just do a break for uh, for the TV Olympics. Wise. Yeah, because NBC is carrying the Olympics. And so Got it. Got they'll it. They'll do a two-week break for the Olympics. Although let me, all let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Since uh, you're the big dog, you know, <laughs> in that world, your final race, right? Yeah. What can you, how can you get us to do a on-site podcast on the rooftop? Um, I mean, you guys of the oh, speedway rooftop, it, impossible. But uh, from the track, probably <laughs> anyway, probably shit. doable. You just put in for a media package and come down and that'd be fun, man. Okay, so, you doing? You're doing Phoenix in November. November, yeah. Okay, because there's a spring one too, right? There, trucks don't race the spring one. So okay. there's the, the West, oh. we call it the West Coast Swing, okay. where we would typically, the, we do Las Vegas, California, Phoenix. Um, 
trucks only do Las Vegas. And then it's the California track just got torn down, so there's no California track for the West Coast Swing this year. No shit. So it's just Isn't that uh, usually the second race after Daytona. Um, there's Daytona and it goes to California, I think, right? Uh, second or third. Do you know a lot about this? But this, this year we go. <laughs> I, had, I had some time in my NASCAR days. Yeah. This year we yeah. go Daytona, Atlanta, then Las Vegas. I don't have the Atlanta race sold. Oh, so okay. We're trying to work on that. So there are still. 17 races that i need to sell okay so that's how it goes you're you're committed to these races where your sponsorship everything's covered and then yeah. everything else you have to build up to it yeah so i just go out and continue to find sponsors right so okay. my contract is okay. for these six races and uh i'll go you know. with you to the northern lights oh guys yeah <laughs> to help sell it i don't it, it i don't it's a tough sell for them i think it's a lot of loot uh. yeah just because their clientele would is, you do it for one elk I mean, I'd give them space on my truck for one elk. Okay. But. You heard it first. Yeah. yeah. I, uh. <laughs> so. I already shot him a message. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I. I, I 100% that, did. That, that could be so a lot of attention. Can, if I can get a response. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll call him right now. Ow. Live. Ow. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, uh. Yeah, I mean. Al just text me. He said, call me. It's, it's tough. <laughs> like. There are there are a lot of Alaskan companies that have, that have sponsored me. Packback being one of them with yeah. Brian yeah. McKenna. Mm -hmm. uh, great story there. Uh, they came on board with me at Talladega. Um, it was the anniversary of the Route 91 festival. Oh. For those that don't yep. know, Brian was at that festival with his best friend, Adrian Murphy. Adrian lost his yep. life there. And uh, that race was, the I think, the third or fourth anniversary of the festival. And uh, Adrian had always wanted to go 200 miles an hour. He was a NASCAR fan. Talladega was his favorite track. So it just kind of came together at the right time to to have adrian on the truck so i instead of running my own name on the truck i ran adrian's name on it and then a so bunch of i did see that down. let me pull that picture up real quick yeah, i so think you had it on the I, on the um, i started dead last in that race uh end up leading a lap and then finished 10th so so you barely qualified uh no it was covid so we don't okay. we didn't qualify okay so at, the, at that point we just you signed show up, up race. And, yeah. okay so okay. which worked out because i'd never been there before how I was um, terrified. <laughs> first and foremost, um, great statement. And uh, I know the Adrian and that situation was very, right very. very uh, yeah, it's just a good little video. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Rocking the double shovel hat. Yeah, he is. Um, and Brian's story is oh, Brian's what, he's, what he's endured and what he's built with Packback and what he's doing with that is incredible. They're actually, Packback is going to be on my uh, LeMullet's car this weekend. Oh, nice. Really? Down at the Fantasy Factory. So. awesome, dude. Yep, we've had Brian on the pod. He's an awesome, awesome yeah. guy. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. Um, so if someone wanted uh, to sponsor you, right? Yeah. Out of all of our uh, worldwide listeners, because we got a long reach. Yeah. I mean, how do they, where do they I find mean, out the info? They can reach out to me on, on social media. Instagram's probably the best. I'm, I'm active. I run my own Instagram. So, you know, I try to get back to everybody. Um, that's the best place to reach out and just kind of get the conversation started, right? Like I know everybody's got their own budgets and whatnot. Racing is expensive. Um, but I've got different levels in those sponsorships that mm -hmm. can, you know, kind of any company can, can afford and, you know, just work with them and find out what they need and, you know, it's it's expensive. Like a full sponsorship for the main sponsor is fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. And that's like just per me race. making per race. And that's me not making any money. And that's per regular race, right? So like mm -hmm. your crown jewel races are 
base of a hundred thousand. So that's me making no money. That's just what the team requires mm. for, uh, for their costs. And you know, I don't own any of these cars. I just show up and race them. And yeah. so, but then, you know, I've got stuff that goes down to 1500 bucks for a race, right. For a spot on the car. Yeah. And there's, there's a group here in, in, in Anchorage, um, Shaka Motorsports group of friends, they're veterans. They've, they've come on board several times, at the lower end and, and helped me out. And they were on my truck at Phoenix and, you know, they were on my truck at, uh, not at Talladega. They were on my truck at Bristol Motor Speedway and I raced dirt when bulk and towing, which is from Anchorage yep. was yeah, my main Justin sponsor. Preach, man. So yeah. Justin, Justin loved the guy instrumental. He was the first person that believed in me when I started on this journey and he footed the bill for me to go down and make my very first professional race. So it was, you know, wasn't very much as far as like what it is now, but it was sure. way more than I had ever expected anybody to do. And and he believed me from the, from the jump and said, here, let's go do this. And yeah. So love that guy. And for him to come on board for, for, uh, Bristol was that means a lot. That's yeah, him and his crew are going to come through and plow my lot this fucking week. Dude. Yeah. I fucking. Oh, yeah, dude, his, what he's done with Volk and towing is just oh, incredible. Man. Those fucking guys are, and he's a good race clutch, car driver. Man. Justin's a Justin's a two time NASCAR champion in the weekly series, the track out here in Palmer. Yeah. How yeah. is that? How is Alaska scene looking? The track is beautiful. Yeah. Um, not you know it's not a lot of people know that there's a NASCAR section track right here in their backyard, so you know they need to get out there. It's inexpensive family fun for a lot of summers. Yes. I don't know if they still do it, but if you went to Tesoro and got eight gallons of fuel took your receipt you got them for free the racetrack mm. so, i mean you could take your whole family with three receipts and yeah. free entertainment but i mean you still you go out there with your family and probably spend less than 50 bucks that's nice that's real so, good spend more than that at a theater yeah, oh, yeah tickets. easily easily and it's good it's good wholesome family fun. i mean it's a beautiful track it's right there you can kids can go down and climb in the race cars after the races and meet drivers and yeah the drivers now you know followed my lead and have sponsors so they're giving away stuff and goodies in the in the pits yeah. and stuff i used to give away spy sunglasses at yeah. the races so oh, really nice. yeah uh, i'm curious oh, how the um when you do well in a race how do the like payouts go in a race so it all depends right it's just like crown jewel races daytona and talladega pay out more um the typical purse payout in the truck series per race is like seven hundred thousand. So that's like for first place? No, it's split up between the 36 trucks. Oh, okay. And then there's contingency payouts and like little bonuses that, that happen and whatnot. And so just whatever your contract is depends on how much of that, you know, payout you get and how much the team keeps. Um, but you can go to the, the cup series where the payout is 12 million a race. Yeah. For in between 38 truck cars. So. So they split it between them all. Is there someone that's making a bigger percentage? So in the truck series, it, it's broken down for like finishing order, right? Okay. Okay. Um, for the cup Seems series, fair. it's broken down by finishing order, but also by charter system. So charters kind of like a liquor license, right? They have X amount of charters. You can buy one. You don't need one. If you buy one, you get paid out more. It's a guarantee. Um, and then you're guaranteed in the race. Like if you have a charter, it doesn't matter if you hit the wall in qualifying and qualify dead last, you're guaranteed in the race. So, but charters go for, you know, $30 million. So, wow. Jesus. Mm. So it's not always the way to go. 
no. So the team I race for, we qualified into the uh, Daytona 500 in 2022 mm-hmm. with a old Formula One champion, Indy 500 winner. His name's Jacques Villeneuve. And <laughs> uh, so we took him unchartered and qualified into the race, our first attempt at it, and and made the race. And, and it was pretty badass. It got a lot of attention. Not me personally, but the team did. And, uh, and that was pretty cool. And then we had later that year, we had – another F1 driver come over and get the car. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, what's the, when you say the team, what's the team's um, involvement in that? Like, is everybody coming to watch it? Is everybody supporting it? Is there a gathering where you, as far as like you say, like it didn't bring attention on you, but the team, like you the know, you mechanics bring, that's, yeah. I mean, it's just all the, all the people that make everything happen. Right. It's yeah. just a, small group of people that go to work every day, put race cars together and put them on track. And yeah. So we guys, they're actually there to watch the race. Oh Watching yeah. It from abroad. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're there. That's what I meant. Them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah. You're actually there in person fucking rooting them on. And yeah. like there is a group as a team. Oh, sorry guys. Yeah. So just because, I mean, there's still stuff that has to happen at the track. You got to go through technical inspections. You know, if there's changes that need to be made or if you hit something, I think, uh, in the duels at that, we blew the engine and had to change the engine the night before the Daytona 500. And then we found a sponsor and had to rewrap the car. So I'm in there in the garage in the middle of the <laughs> oh, night. Wow. They're changing like, the engine. Yeah, and we're rewrapping the car. Good, right? yeah. So like if you like we start that weekend with just the like base livery, no sponsor on the car. We ran the duel that way. And then we run the race and it, it looks like a different car. And it's just we just yeah. wrapped it that. So night. are these are these guys? When you say team, like everyone's got like a thing. Like, are they like trying to make it to the next level? I mean, some are. Like right? your pit crew, are they ultimately trying to get to be at that like top so cup series? Up, where they're so pit crew is so pit crews are all hired like from like a couple different organizations. And they're all typically like ex-college athletes, right? That didn't make it into the pros, and they come and do this, and and then they work there. They'll like kind of more training they get, get farmed out to other teams, whether you know what series it is, and then those teams can be like, okay, well, we want these dedicated guys every weekend, and so they just pick and choose. So, so a team doesn't have its own pit crew, then some do, right? Like some do, like the. Hendrix, they do. Your your big money guys. Yeah, they're you know paying those guys hundreds of thousands of dollars to got change it, tires a year. And uh, right, but but yeah, so your your pit crew guys are just hired help, right? So, but you still have all of your mechanics and you know car chief and crew chief and interior specialist and tire guy and just there's but they're essentially ten ten people that work at the shop that also are traveling with the team to make sure everything gets through and done. But essentially their goal, I guess. I mean, like, is I mean, this like a stepping stone for them? No, I mean, some people. Or is just, this, this is where they want to be. They don't want to go yes, to that. I guess yes and no, right? There's some people that show up and they have aspirations to whether it be a driver or a crew chief. Got it, and they've got, got to it. kind of work their way up, right, with experience. Um, but there's some kids that go to the, the NASCAR Institute of Technology and all they want to do is be an engineer, and then they go and be an engineer. All they want to do is That's go and be career. an engine guy, and they go and be an engine got guy. It, got it. But like for me, like when I w- when I moved to North Carolina in 2020 uh, to 
try to make all this happen. Like I went down, I was like, Hey, I, I know how to operate the, the sticker machine. I can print out the, the graphics and I know how to do design work. <laughs> and, I can uh, drive and wrap the shit yeah, out of this I was car. Like, <laughs> like I, I want to drive for you guys here. Let me, let me do this. And then, you know, I'll chase m- money to go, go racing. And so for me, it was just, you know, it got my foot in the door because I went down there and nobody knew who I was. I showed up and I think there's a picture of it. I had a truck with a race car yeah. strapped to the roof of it and a trailer. And, I remember and when like, you were leaving. Yeah. Like it looked like some real Jed Clampett shit, right? Like yeah. I was yep. Yep. Beverly Hillbillies. Here we come. Right. And like, it's silly when I got into town in North Carolina, like people are sending pictures around and the team owner that I'd already talked to is like sending me. He's like, well, he's like, you're already making waves in town. <laughs> So he's here. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I remember. Yeah. What does yeah. it have when to you, be? What does it have to be next to the fucking Tinder photo though? Like, no, it's just no. the time. It's just the timing of it. <laughs> Sequence of events. My guy right here, dude. Just loaded. He's got, his, yeah. he's got, he's got his kayaks though. Like, yeah, that was a, that was an adventure. Man. Extra tires. Yeah. Are there mountain bikes in the middle? Yeah. Like, uh, oh yeah, I got the pack back there. Look at you. Hell yeah, you do, man. So let me the ask you this: F three fifty dually. Yeah, Hatchers two, Pass two players, wheel, two wheel drive, CCA Motorsports. Yeah, hell yeah, two, dude. Two wheel drive. It man. snowed the whole way. It was miserable. It was terrible. It was is, that, is that a power stroke? Yeah, had to be seven four. Fucking heavy ass load. <laughs> Oh, low yeah. to the ground too. Low, low, yeah, low. No, it's definitely not overloaded. <laughs> I mean, it's got a damn race car. Everything's on the roof fucking of it. just loaded. Down. Like the looks, the look. I'd pull into gas stations, and the people would be like, "That fucking race car on your car?" Oh, I'm like, yeah, that's a race yeah. car. On I've seen side by sides on there. So but a I car, had that. Okay. I had that. How the fuck did you get even? Get I had it that up ramp there? built for my four place turbo razor, right? So I could okay. go around and, and take it to the racetrack and go camping and whatnot. And then I sold it, and I was like. Damn, I bet you that race car fit up there. And so we put it on a forklift and stuck it up there and okay, strapped, it, strapped okay. it down real good. Looks and it good, stayed boys. there. And then I, you yeah. know, getting it off was another question. <laughs> I was going to say, when you got there, like, hey, you got a, anybody got a forklift? Yeah, that was yeah. finding a forklift with long enough forks to get under that thing. And then, you know, it was sketchy. OSHA would not have approved. Mm. No, eh, what they don't know doesn't hurt them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Racing. So given where you're at now, Right, I know you. As you said, you're living a childhood dream. Yeah, but what? I mean, what's your what's your goal? Granted, yeah, you're probably gonna say you've accomplished your goal, but are you? I, I want you s- happy here. Are you trying to? I mean, I'm not. I'm that type of person where I'm you're trying like, to give Kyle Bush a run for his money. No, I don't. I know. <laughs> Let's. I mean, I would. Right? I would. Uh, I'm a long ways. I'm a long ways from that point. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm the type where, like, I get to a point and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just gonna keep going. Right. right. Like, I'm not gonna ever be like, okay, well, I made it. Uh, yeah. Done. It's good enough. Like, it's just yeah. I'm gonna keep going. Like, ultimate goal, not like an ultimate goal, but like, I, I want to start the Daytona 500. Yeah. Right? Like, go do that like that'd be cool um but like you know when i started this it was like oh let's go be a nascar driver that was the goal right and then i'm here and it was like okay like now what can i what can i do to use this platform to help other people right and so that's more of like a goal mm. just like encouraging got people it, it. talking to people doing you know interviews and just encouraging somebody if i if i can save one veteran's life by my story then everything mm. i've had to struggle with right worth it right so you know, to me, that's that's more of a goal. It's more of a worthy cause than being a race car driver. Like, if if you're given a gift and you use it for selfish reasons, then it's a pretty shitty gift. 
right? right so if right. I can use my gift to, to help other people or, you know, even pave a path for other Alaskans to duplicate what I did, you know. Yeah, man. There's probably some young kid out there right now. Like, oh, there's man, some, there's, it, man. Right, there's some talented, there's some talented There's some kid right now in Wasilla, bro, there's, at his boy's birthday party. Like, I see the record. I'm about to break. You still hold the record? Yeah. No, it's, I'm sure it's been broken since then. Okay. Right, which brings up a next part is what do we do here locally out at that racetrack to find the next Keith McGee, but at yeah, I mean the eight starting out at the age of five. There's a there's a, a kid. His name's Wyatt Flower. Kid's a stud in the race car. Mm. I think he's man. He's he's got to be less than thirteen years old. Kid wins every single race in his division for the past two years. Goes to the lower forty eight. Wins down there. I think this year he was the he was a track champion here in Alaska, and in Washington. And he lives in in Alaska, so they Wyatt just flower. They just that travel like down. A winner right Dude's, there. Little guy is so polished in speaking. Like like they interview him, and he's like just on point with his sponsors, with his <laughs> with everything. Thanking the fans, thanking everybody. Like just so polished and on point. And like for me, like getting that type of kid, like onto the next level, and like just because. Not that I'm like, give me his age or anything, but there's so many unknown questions when you're trying to move forward down a path and like, you're going to make mistakes. I made a yeah. lot of them mm-hmm. like, taking advantage. If you could people, learn anything like, from you. Yeah. Like just to be like, Hey, let me help you get to here. And that way you can do things the right way and not waste years doing it the wrong way. Mm. Like mm-hmm. to me, that's, that's beneficial, right? Because that kid's going to have a long time in racing like, and just the things he can do. Yeah. So yeah, you're know, just now. beating down a path and, Making it so it's duplicatable by others is, yeah, I think, way better. I, we've been talking with NASCAR of developing programs for veterans getting out of the active duty to come into NASCAR just because it's so similar as far as like teamwork based and yeah. you know goal oriented mission stuff. So doing that stuff, just being able to leave a legacy that you know when people look me up, that's the kind of stuff they look at. Yeah, that's a great answer, man. That was good. Just, that was good. Um, it's kind of a, your agenda is more of a selfless act. Yeah, I mean, like you can keep doing what you're doing, and it'll be it'll all work out. Yeah. But what can you do to impact others? And yeah, maybe I mean, expand on when I when I die, I, I don't want people to be like, oh, Keith McGee, the race car driver. It's like here's the legacy he left, and you know, I was able to do this because of what he did type of thing. So dig it, man. Trying to bury that $180 million headline. <laughs> Push that down. No, I, that think, I, I, I mean, I think it goes hand in hand with the, with the sacrifice. It's been you a know? huge, it's been a huge sacrifice. Like there's, there's that saying it's lonely at the top. Like mm. what I've done in, in racing and, and going out and doing all this stuff, it's been, it's been lonely. Like you do, you make a lot of memories by yourself, right? Like I travel by myself, I get to the races, I've got my friends and my crew at the track, but everything in between is you're by yourself, right? You're, yeah. you're at home doing doing what you need to do to be able Making to go racing. Calls, sending the emails, and you're, you're yeah. by yourself, and so it's it's been it's been like the loneliest times of my life right, doing what right, I'm doing, right. and uh, but you know it's also been some of the most fulfilling and just to just to be able to put your mind to something and believe in it enough to where you're going to do whatever it takes to accomplish it. Like that's, that's pretty dope, but yeah, it's definitely been lonely and I've never been as single as I have been during this time. Like (laughs) it's been, it's been wild. Like, do you think social media helps loneliness? Um, cause it almost feels like you're connected to someone. People are reaching out. Like it's kind of like, 
it's burrs tough. off the edges it's of false it. False advertising. But it, it's but tough. Think, it's uh, tough to say because we don't live in a time without it, right? So it'd be really yeah. easy to be like, yeah, it's causing it. I think it it helps us be connected to a lot more people that wouldn't be because there was that. I mean, if there after. was no social media and you're still doing the racing, you'd be extra lonely. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Then you wouldn't have the the messages to respond. Yeah. To yeah. Things. That's why I kind of think like I mean, people put dog it a lot, but like also, yeah. You're okay, at least communicating yeah, with point, somebody, you know? Point, yeah, it, it's definitely done a really good job of still keeping connecting. people connected. Right? Yeah. So, and especially people that you typically wouldn't stay connected with. I mean, like, like I said, I've had a lot of people from my past reach out to me because they see me on TV and they're like, this is no way this is you. Yeah. But then there's been good connections too, like from my past that I, you know, people that I was really good friends with that their life took them in one way, my life took them me another way. And it's allowed us to like come back and yeah. like, tell stories of you know high school days so the happy stuff to we be used reconnecting to do, right, with those right? people yeah, yeah like and it's just like a genuine connection of two people that yeah, they don't want a hundred million they're yeah just they're like, not asking me for a hundred million dollars <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so it's uh it's good for that right yeah but i think there there's a lot of like it's kind of like a fantasy land right mm. like you typically look at social media especially like instagram and stuff like that and you only see the highs of the highs, yeah. right? You're, people yeah. don't post their losses. People only post their wins, yeah. right? And it's yeah. so like, like everything, right? And you think about it with, even with our kids, like we celebrate them getting good grades and then get mad at them when they get, you know, a bad grade. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same thing. Instead of just being like, okay, well, did you try your hardest? Like, did you do the best you could? Like, yeah. where do you think you could change? So social media is kind of like that, right? Like we only post the best things. Like you look at mine. And that, like, really good picture of me on that muskox struggle, right? Like, I'm only posting the top shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not sitting there posting the stuff of me, you know, being sad. And you whatnot. didn't not yeah. qualify for the race and then post a picture of you with your muskox. Like, yeah, no. But I'm very, like, I'm very transparent. Like, even, like, this year, horrible year of racing. Like, I didn't qualify for a couple of races this year, and I, I post about it and say, hey, shit happens. Like, we can't win them all. This is like, how it works. Yeah. This is what life is. Like, you're going to fail. You're going to have losses. Like, own them and learn what you can and move on. I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. Get better. the same with, with shitty relationships. Like, we've all had shitty relationships, right? And, like, if you just focus on, hey, it was really shitty, then you're just going to repeat it. And you, you can take away, like, a lesson from that and be like, yeah, cool. It, this is what I learned. Like, this is how I'm mm -hmm. going to make myself better and just, like, accept it. You know, it's just yeah. get better. Well, I want to thank you, Keith, for coming in here and being so open about and like honest and not, there was nothing that was off. And I asked you this before, before we even started the show, I was like, anything you didn't want to bring up, you know what I'm saying? I asked that to a lot of the guests and sometimes they're like, oh, I don't want to talk about this or that for whatever reason. And you'd let everything out on the table. You were so open and honest with everything that you're dealing with and your mental health things and your disability and all that stuff. Like, so just... Thank you for that, and I think that the listeners are really going to appreciate you being so open and honest. And it feels like anyone could just like message you on Instagram and be like, "Hey, yeah, this or yeah. that." You know what totally. I mean? That's, that's, I tell people that's all so the time, cool. I'm just a regular guy that's got an extraordinary opportunity to do something pretty badass, and I, I ran with it. Like everybody has that capability to do it. I'm no different from anybody else, right? Like, yeah, you see me on TV doing really cool shit, but at the end of the day, I'm just a regular dude, and I'm starstruck at myself sometimes, like. You know, hanging out with some of the people that I get introduced to and hang out with, like it's it's wild. I did slide into Taylor Swift's DMs. Oh snap! Watch out. She didn't answer me back, but you know, <laughs> she's gone. She was gone. She's gone through some shit. Yeah, so I'll give her a pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story in my life too, <laughs> man. But like, 
Just wait till the Chiefs need, lose. And yeah, then, you right? need to do a celebrity <laughs> boxing match with fucking Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and fucking set the record yeah, straight. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I won't, I won't disclose who I'm dating, but she is, she is a celebrity. So all right, oh, okay. Yeah. Look, all right. Is it Kitty Fox? I don't know. An okay. Alaska celebrity, or I will not answer any more questions on that. <laughs> well, you I, brought it up. <laughs> the, the only reason I ask is I'm not trying to deep dive, but uh, I'm trying to see where the connection is because homie's looking for a hookup, man. <laughs> oh, damn, um, man. I'm, no, you saw his pictures. Mariah, Mariah, Mariah should be hey, your Instagram hey, guy. Just Mariah Carey be blowing me <laughs> off, man, and I'm, I'm about to slide into Mariah. Mayor, hey, I got you. Mariah? Ooh. She's she not Mariah. Five. No, Maria. She's like, you she's heard like, of Maria? She's like Mariah's cousin, <laughs> right? She's still thick. She I heard about sauces. I, I heard pretty. about Maria, and then uh, uh. <laughs> if people follow my social media, like it's it's getting it'll get more and more obvious. As the okay, all right. By the time this airs, it'll probably be completely obvious. Okay, okay, that's good. That's good. Is she gonna listen to this? Probably. I told oh, her that. I, I, I tried to get her to come down. She was going to come with her because she's definitely somebody you guys would want to have on your show. Well, I don't know oh, who oh, you oh, are. Let's but line it up. So. When you hear this, the underscore mayor <laughs> underscore 907. Can we shoot me a message? I I'm wouldn't not be gonna... surprised if you guys already like are friends with her on social media. Okay. Could we, could we get the uh, better half maybe? On yeah, the let's show get her on the yeah, show. I, I, I'm sure she will. She's definitely, she's going with me to, uh, to the Molds race. So. Okay. okay. Oh right. shit. We're gunning for she you. She must be a keeper if you brought her to the race, bro. I'm about to shoot that was, That's like the test. I'm that's like, like Sandra the Beach, bro. Like, yeah, let's go. Shooting you a does, message does she right come, now as a Does reminder. she wear like a fire? <laughs> does she like wear a fire suit with her pretty hair and some like aviators no, on? No, she's, she's not a racer. Um, They are going to let her get I into one of the cars. she just comes down like she's a part of the I race I don't know. This is the first like, time she's traveled with me to a race, so. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Big, big, big moves. Don't try oh, to guess. Like I said, it's All been right. it's a it's okay. been a real it's a it's a new. We'll let the we'll let the listeners dating. keep it mystery. Well, don't don't break it off. I Adrian. go no no no. Don't break it off. I'm like not she'll going probably to. she'll probably hear this interview and be like, I don't I'm not talking about. We're not even dating. We're oh yeah, friends. you guys break like, up by then. Oh, that's weird. Well, <laughs> the you know, Adrian slid in. Well, yeah, get off my man's girl, bro. I'll tell you. I'll tell you who it is off the air. All right, there we go. We're gonna find out, but y'all have to tune in and wait. You yeah. just follow me on social media. There like you said, go. No, yes. you can't yeah. release it on social media. They gotta find out. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna release it. But uh, you I'll tell you what I told media. her uh, on a date the other night that how I'm gonna release it to the public. Right, right here on the show. No, I'm we're not gonna, gonna bring her on the show. No, yeah, but it'll be well. It'll be widely known by then. Let's Keith make underscore. Let's make it not widely known. Keith underscore McGee M C G E E underscore seven. Oh, yeah. Follow my man. Give me a follow. There's good yep, stuff on there. He's got some good followers. He's got some great, 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 great pictures. I mean, it yeah. doesn't get more patriotic than my man Keith McGee. I know I'm about to hire him to run my uh, We will be. We will be with Keith. Followers. We will be with Keith on Fourth of July. <laughs> Um, at the thing, check in the, the booth. future. Hopefully, we'll be at the, the full set. Up to it's up in the air if his girl gonna be there yet. She but would she please still be around. Please still be around. Even if we are dating, she probably will not be there. Okay, she will not be there. And I'll tell you after. I'll tell you. Okay. 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 Oh man, maybe she maybe she met the AWP crew. She might change her mind. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. She might. But oh, we'll Keith, see. thanks for your yeah. story, dude. Hundred no, percent. Thanks for allowing me to come in and tell it. Like you're, uh, I mean, I walked in, I shook your hand, I met you, 
hear the story. I mean, like I feel like we'll be doing Halloweens from here on out, dude. Yeah. Like this, a dude, a dude, a dude that lives in Ala- that lived in Alaska is like living this stream. Yeah, man, it's like it's pretty wild. It's so inspiring, man. I use mm. that word a lot on the show, man. And I, and I I really 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 want everyone to understand. I don't say it right. light, lightly, you know. Like I, I'm, 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 an, I'm an everyday everyday Joe, job career family guy, and uh, I want to do some more. I have more to offer this world. Yeah, well, you uh, know, we get one shot of this life. Go yeah, and do as much I, as I you can. I want to spread my wings and do my thing. And I'm I'm starting at 41 years old. Yeah. I'm starting to realize, like, it's kind of now or never. I want to do something else. Alaska Wild Project is a great platform, and what we're building here is definitely part of that uh, That next legacy step. and next step that I want to leave on this planet. But, dude, thank you for coming in here and giving me just another fucking shot in the arm of, mm. like, fucking get out and do it. And yeah. it, you got to hustle. You gotta sacrifice. Sacrifice. It's you gotta sacrifice. work. You gotta lose sleep. You gotta believe you, in yourself. You might compress an L five and get a concussion yeah, in the process, might. but <laughs> you have to believe in yourself more than anybody believes in you. Yeah. Because there's gonna be so many people that tell you your idea is dumb. You won't do it. It's never gonna be successful. And like I said, you can believe them, and it won't be. And but you, and believe in yourself. Fat, and then and then when you do, you gotta surround yourself with the right people, right? You gotta um, surround yourself with people that believe in you. You gotta surround I yourself mean, with support. You don't even you don't even need to, right? As yeah. long as you believe in yourself to the point where it doesn't matter what anybody tells you, it yeah. doesn't matter what yeah. anybody tells you because you believe in yourself. And the best thing about it is when you do accomplish it, you get to prove them all wrong. Yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah. there's I have a lot of friends that didn't believe in me that are no longer friends. And I always tell people that there's people out there that I used to be best friends with that are telling somebody how they're still my friend. Uh, yep. Yeah. And you moved on. Yeah. And you got to be good at Photoshop. Photoshop's good. Look at my man up there with the polar bear. <laughs> now, I did not I did not do the photoshopping on this. That is But whoever beyond. did did pretty his good my, job. His my name favorite. is Ryan Black. He's here. He's my here favorite, in Alaska. My favorite part is the baby polar bear. Yeah, yeah. so you that's see him just chilling. That's actually <laughs> That looks like the Coca-Cola. That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, there's don't say that. There was a, there was a sponsor, there was a sponsor <laughs> that we were we trying to uh, okay. trying to get and so their product is sitting there and then that sponsorship dissolved before it became finalized. So, so you covered the, it. Covered with a baby polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, uh, man, thanks, bro. You, you, yeah. you have an amazing story, amazing person. Fucking full send. Good luck. Thank you. Just nothing but love, man. I love it. And you, you know what? The whole time you've been sitting here, you've been fucking smiling, man. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. try you to try smile to be on happy. your face the whole time, man. Try to be happy. I love it. Yeah. It's an, it's an inspiration, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Alaska, for listening. AlaskaWildProject.com, KeithMcGeeRacing.com, Keith underscore McGee underscore number seven um, on Instagram. Um, thank you, Alaska, for listening. Thank you to our sponsors. Support our sponsors. Support uh, Keith McGee sponsors. Um, and thank you for listening. Patreon.com slash AlaskaWildProject. As always, Alaska. Stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best 
hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Big Rays, the Alaskan outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Rays has the gear you need tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. Check out their new exclusive line of aerobic waders. Big Rays for all your outdoor gear and rugged work attire. BigRays.com. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products. Providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers, custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate the vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include weekly lawn care, custom landscaping, fertilizing, weed control, turf repair, and more. Schedule your free estimate at lawnproak.com. Alaska's OG Cider Company, Double Shovel, crafting gluten-free colonial-style ciders, founded as a healthier non-inflammatory brew option. Drop by their pop and tap room in Anchorage off of 58th and Arctic or visit the second location in Kodiak. Double Shovel, award-winning ciders. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Alaska Mining and Diving Supply, located in Anchorage, is our go-to for powder sleds and utility rigs. Whether you're in the mountains with the flat bill bros, running trap lines, or hauling freight, they have the selection to get you dialed from peaks to the valleys. Find them on Commercial Drive or akmining.com. I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth, and it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy, and it is unmanly to say they cannot do it. <laughs> 